is AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. This is your AEW Dynamite Post Show for April 27th, 2022. I am your host, JD, from New York, and I'm praying to Jesus Christ himself that this man speaks and you guys can hear him. I am joined by, apparently now a baby face, my good buddy Jesse. Jesse, what is going on, man? Welcome back to the show. Good evening, man. How you feel? I feel good. I'm, I'm waiting for the chat to see if they can actually hear the sound of your beautiful voice, man. Hopefully, we hear everybody in the chat listening to Jesse. Yes, please. Come on, people. One, two, three, four. I'm waiting for it. There he is. There he is. Yes! We have it. We have it. Oh, my goodness. Let's go, man. I'm so fucking thrilled, man. Look at him. He looks good. He sounds good. Oh, yes, success. Finally. What's going on, man? What's going on, bro? Not much, man. What the fuck are you using sound effects for, man? That's my gimmick. Not much, man. Listen. How you feel? I feel good, me. Sound good? I heard the ratings were through the floor last week, man. What the hell? The fuck you talking about, man? The, the review for OTS, man. I wasn't here and nobody watched. Oh yeah, people. People watched. People no, watched. Man. I mean, where, 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 where'd they go? They went over to Denise. <laughs> yeah, man. They, they, they went to get the real man. They went to Sap, man. They went nah, to Denise. Nah, yeah, listen, man. listen, listen, listen. Before we even get started on what is a uh, very newsworthy evening, um, I have something to say because if I don't, I may get into trouble over here. Everything that happened last week, Jesse and I did all of the tinkering today on the podcast, and we tested this live before we came on here, not once, but twice, and we figured out that the problem was actually not on Jesse's end. It was actually on my end because we updated OBS last week, and every time OBS updates, it usually does something to the program, and something doesn't work. So I updated OBS it was on my end, and I formally want to apologize to Jesse this evening for the mishap last week where I was about to pop a blood vessel, and I'm glad he's back tonight because i much rather do the show with him on Wednesdays than any other day of the week because we both love AEW. So, Jesse, I, I, I apologize. It's all my fault. Hey, hey uh, apology accepted, brother. It, there you go. It, it happens, and I love being here, man. I, I, I love being here, there you go. but I want to take this moment to tell everyone 
on my Twitter timeline. I'm going to go back and look at it after the show. Everybody who said it was all my fault and my mic and I should do this, I'm blocking all of you. All right, let's move on with the show. There we go. Oh, oh man. Those, the, the baby those of you... The Those of you face. on my Twitter timeline who all supported me and said, hey, man, keep it up. Hey, man, it's not your fault. I'm going to follow all you guys back. The baby face Jesse handle on Twitter, man, is now uh, back to where it's old. It's old. Uh, it's old roots. The heel. That That's not heel. That's hey, you blame me. You were wrong. I'm blocking you. That's that. Yeah, that's listen, not you. Listen, it is what it is, that's, man. You that's got a, that's a baby. Listen, man, move. blocking people on social media is like a fucking pastime activity to me. I, don't, I fucking love it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Clearly, so, I mean, ask, ask Kevin Owens. Ask oh. half the WWE roster. They do it right back to me. Man, Sometimes oh, justified. I, I don't care. I'm blocked by the other half. Yeah, it is it's just the is. one that I actually care about. I'll... Well, listen, man. He's doing uh, exquisite work as Kevin Owens. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Anyway, we're not here to talk about KO. We're not here to talk about Raw, SmackDown. Oh, we're here to talk oh. about... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm holding on. I'm too loud, apparently. Oh, I'm too loud. Fuck you guys. You are not too up. loud. Is he too loud? Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm going to turn it up. Nah, he's not too loud. Should oh, I lower apparently, him? Apparently, I'm too loud now. Nah, he's you not too loud. You can't please anybody. Listen, man, I got the gauge right here on my on my computer, man. It's, he's not even in the red. He's barely in the, he's barely in the too, yellow over here. He's too loud. Give I can't hear him at all. Is he His really that loud? Stuck. Give me a break. Let me know if Jesse's loud in the chat. We'll fix it along the way. As long as his fucking voice is being heard. He's good. He sounds great. He's at least louder than JD, someone said. No way. I am. But look, bro. But look, this is what I'll be trying to tell you. Remember when you came to visit my stream? Yeah. And everybody was saying that you were too loud. You were louder than me. Yeah. You have to lower the volume on that on that source that you just put in today because that's the output to them. All right. But but, but it, to, to me, it's good. You're too loud. Is he loud? I know. To me... When you were in my stream, you sounded fine in my ear, but then the chat was saying that you were loud and I was low. So I, I believe you. So am I loud? I, Before we even get started, am I loud to you guys? Because I'm usually saying, never loud. I'm, I'm loud I'm in loud. the execution, but I'm never loud when it comes on to the, to, the, to the stream. I'm not even in the red. They're saying I'm loud. Either I got to lower my imp, my Either I got to lower my mic input or you got to lower yours, your output. It's a bit loud. All sounds fine, JD. He's good. He's not loud. He's good. You guys are fine. It's perfect. You know what? We're going to keep it. We're, we're going to move it. it on. We're going to keep it. We're Turn keep your it. volume gonna... down. <laughs> uh, listen, well, we're going to keep it going. I, listen, I'm just glad that he's here. So you guys, I rely on you guys, and uh, that, that is what it is. The fuck was that? My phone, my phone's still connected. To this the... fucking guy, man. He's got his phone on, uh, on fucking max volume over here. There we go. All right, That's listen. Off. All right, listen, thank you guys for joining us right, right here on Off the Script, man. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, Jesse, tonight was a very uh, a very newsworthy edition of Dynamite. And Issa, thank you so much for letting us know. She's the one person I do trust as far as this because she watches the show. Um, tonight was a newsworthy episode of Dynamite, bro. It, it was all spearheaded by a big-time ladder match with Sammy Guevara and Scorpio Sky for the TNT Championship, amongst other things that happened. Oh, my goodness, man. Holy shit. You guys are really not going to let us get the show started. L listen, first of oh, all, first of all, we got a shout-out, Real Metalhead in the chat. He's sitting VIP with us next to us, man. All the drinks tonight are on, Jeez. Jesse and I. He got three $100 bombs 
before the stream even started, man. And now we got my brother Osakwi with a five hundred dollar wow. super chat. This guy, man, this guy is an official VIP for life. Is Osakwi? Oh my goodness, man! You guys are fucking awesome. Brother, thank you so much, wow. man. Thank you so much, man. I'm glad you stopped by. We miss you here in the OTS venue. Awesome. He says he got promoted to co-producer on Bosch. Think I was wow. an assistant when I first started listening to OTS. What a difference two years makes. Brother, that's what happens when people who work hard fucking have a vision and they strive to be the best that they can be, man. I love it. Congratulations to you, and thank you so much for the $500 bomb. Wow. In the super chat right here on the Dynamite Post Show, man. We'll talk about Osaquia a little bit later. Osaquia, I did I did do a little digging and I saw a little bit of your work. Oh, Great yeah? Great stuff. Great stuff. There you go. Look at that. Great you stuff. A, you made a fan out of Jesse, brother. Anyway, Jesse, we got the ladder match. We got uh, a couple of big announcements. MJF had a, a bombshell announcement tonight. We got a major announcement for a women's championship match happening on Dynamite next week with Deanna Peraza making her... AEW Dynamite debut against Mercedes Martinez. We got CM Punk announcing that it is official. It is him and Paige at Double or Nothing. I don't even know what I want to start with, but I guess we'll start with the main event, bro. Uh, I know you weren't here for the last couple weeks, but the TNT title, man. How are you feeling about the TNT title? Sammy Guevara, he won the title. He lost the title. won the title. Now lost the title again to Scorpio Sky. How are you feeling about the TNT title, man? Do you feel like me? where I feel like it's kind of losing its luster and the hot potatoing of the title really isn't necessarily a good look for the title. It sucks. I want Miro back. Yes, I, I absolutely agree with you. It, it sucks, dude. I, Sammy is not making Scorpio look any better. Um, Scorpio cannot help Sammy. He's making himself look like trash out there. Despite yeah. his fucking ring work, dude, I am not talking about his fucking ring work. Sammy is fucking Sammy, and when he gets in, the, in those ring, and he gets in that ring between those ropes, man, there there is zero complaints from me. Zero. I want to make that abundantly clear right fucking now. I have no problem at all with you. I'm right, I'm right there with you with Sammy. I have no problem with what he does in the ring. In fact, he's one of my, to me, uh, the, the one of the biggest risk takers in AEW. He's one of the most creative as well because he always tries to outdo himself and do things differently uh, outside yeah. of tonight, which I felt like, this main event match with the ladder match tonight with Scorpio Sky, I felt like it was rush number one. And I feel like outside of the barbed wire spots in the ladder, there really wasn't any creativity. I don't even think there was room for creativity with the amount of time that they were given. It didn't even feel like a legit main event because of how rushed it felt to me. And then the hot potato of the title, you know, this is supposed to be their intercontinental championship per se. And it doesn't really feel like that at all this year. And, and sad to say, you know, guys like Miro, and I don't want to mention him because he's off doing his own thing. Now, Cody Rhodes those and, and, and Brody, th those guys really made the title feel legitimate. And yeah. I, really haven't, I really haven't felt that way since those three men. Yeah, no. Um, on, the, on, the, on the scale of, of, of who did more for the title, um, I'm going to say Miro number one. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to say Cody two, and that's only because he had more of an opportunity and more time with it than Brody. Yeah. Um, then I'll say Brody. And then I, I think, I think the stuff with Sammy and, um, and Scorpio is bringing it down and it's nothing against them individually. Uh, I think putting the title on Scorpio is a great idea. I think putting the title on Sammy is a great idea. I mean, especially with, 
them embracing the, the booze and, and moving on with it. That's fine. Which I mean, there was a lot of tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm still on the fence. I'm, I'm not, I'm not sold on the heel work yet. I mean, it's still obnoxious. I mean, but we'll see where it goes, but them hot potato in the title is not doing it any favors at all. I mean, pick one and stick with it because yeah. right now I don't believe whoever's the champion. I don't believe in them. No, Who, I, mean, I mean, whoever was going to win it. I mean, if Scorpio won it. It might as well still be Sammy as far as I'm concerned. It, it means it means nothing. And this and I'm going to give you a take here. And somebody in the chat or a couple of people in the chat may not like what I'm about to say. Scorpio Sky is a very talented performer. Do not get me wrong. But I, I do not feel the way that I felt with him as champion like I did a Miro or a Cody or a Brody or even a Darby with a TNT championship. I, I don't really take him seriously as a TNT champion. And I honestly think, Jesse, without... You know, Dan Lambert's doing a great job with both him and Ethan Page. I just don't feel like if he was without Dan Lambert, he would really be much of a TNT champion that people looked up to as a serious threat. Right. Oh, no, no. He no, he needs Dan Lambert. Scorpio needed two things, and he and he got them. He needed a he needed a gimmick change slash heel turn. He got it. And he needed a fantastic mouthpiece, and he got that with Dan Lambert. And I'm afraid, I'm I'm kind of worried that this dynamic that they that they started doing with Sammy and Tay is turning America's top team babyface, And you might be getting, you know, some nice reactions here and there, but that's not what you want. No, you don't want Dan Lambert as a goddamn babyface, dude. You just don't. And, and, and by and, and anyone in his inner circle, anybody around him, they should also be heels. There is no reason why anyone should be cheering Paige Van Zandt, Scorpio Sky, especially not, I mean, I mean, Lambert should not be cheered, bro. And the only reason he's getting the cheers that he's getting is because everyone hates Sammy yes, more. Yes, yes, it doesn't. It, it doesn't work out because it it, it doesn't feel like the the cheers for Lambert and American Top Team don't feel genuine because no. of how bad the booking has been for Tay and Sammy. They're not getting genuine heel heat because they're not playing no. genuine heels yet. I hope that they get to that point. So in turn, people dislike Sammy for the wrong reasons, and then. In turn, because of that, they're cheering Dan Lambert, which is not the proper reaction that he should be getting. It's all ass backwards because of what Tay and Sammy have done with themselves, and it doesn't really factor into anything that makes sense on AEW television. No, yeah, no, it it, it does not. I'm also in the position where I'm going to cheer Lambert and America's top team, but I'm also smart enough to know that I shouldn't be cheering for him. Yes. You know, I, I enjoy his work as a heel, and I enjoy what he does out there. You know, and if when I go to a show and I see Lambert out there, I'm gonna go out there and boo his ass out of the building like I'm supposed to. Yeah. But as a fan of pro wrestling, I can appreciate his heel work. And right now, this man should not be be cheered. No. What are we doing? I mean, they did. It was the same problem with 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 Cody and Brandy when they when he put Dan against them. You know, Lambert started getting cheers because people hated. Cody and Brandy Moore. That's not a reason to turn someone bait. It just is. It creates a very messed up dynamic because now when you put him in the ring against an actual real fucking heel, I mean, it doesn't work. No, it does. Who do we cheer for here? What what if what if we don't want to, you know, cheer his opponent or I mean, what do we do? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, listen, I don't want to take anything away from Tay or Sammy. You know, they're doing what they have to do. But I honestly do think that they know. They know what they have to do. And if they hang on any longer and don't do what they have to do, it's not going to really turn out to be good for both of them because it's immediately going to turn into channel changing 
television. And, and it, I, don't, I don't want that for either one of them. No, no, I, I don't. I, if, if, it seems they've embraced the, the, the crowd reactions. They are turning them full heel, which is fine. That needs to be done. But this dynamic with America's top team is ruining everything. Put Sammy and Tay in the ring against actual legit baby faces and let everyone get over here. You get real genuine boos for Sammy and real genuine cheers for his opponent, as opposed to we're going to boo Sammy because we hate him more than whoever he's in the ring with. That's not a reason. That's messing up the whole heel face dynamic when you're trying to get the crowd to, to yay and boo, you know, the their, their genuine reactions. Yeah. I mean, I don't feel anyone out there is booing America's top team because they love them. They just hate Sammy. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. So yeah. something something needs to be done there and hopefully they rectify that. Uh, moving forward with both say and Te, uh, Sammy and Tay Conti. Uh, moving on to the other big story tonight. CM Punk, he was commentating the very good match between Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler, which we'll talk about at the top here uh, for the Owen Hart Cup, which was won by Dax. A lot of throwback Bret the Man Hart matches in that one match by themselves. I knew they were going to go out there and make their own moment. They did great. CM Punk was on commentary after the match was over, and Dax won. He got on the microphone and pretty much told everybody that he is going after the world championship, and it is now official. It is CM Punk versus Adam Hangman Page, who, by the way, missed tonight's show. And according to Fightful, the show had to be rewritten because he was out with COVID. So well wishes to uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Adam Page. But, Jesse, we're getting Punk and Page at double or nothing. This is for the world title. And I love this match because of the reasons we had talked about in the past. I do think the story here is Punk winning the title. MJF eventually taking the title from Punk. I think that third match is all but set in stone. But going into it, we can sit here and say, yeah, Punk deserves this. I feel a Punk title reign and all this other shit. But it does present a nice unpredictability to an AEW title match that we really haven't seen in a very long time. Not only in AEW, but... In all of pro wrestling, man, a lot of WWE title matches are very predictable. This is the, one of the few major world championship matches where it could be any one of these guys walking out the champion. We, we don't know. We could all sit here and vouch for Punk and why Punk should win it, but it's going to be an unpredictable war at double or nothing, and I can't wait. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think Punk wins at all. I, I, I think the comment that Punk made tonight kind of, you know, set the tone for, you know, don't expect me to win when he, if he flat out came out and said, you know, even if I don't win or something like that, it's not, it's usually not the kind of tone, you know, one would take when they're striving for a world title, you know, even if I don't win, maybe I can, oh, fuck are you talking about? You're going to win as, if, you know, as far as you're concerned going into the match, you know, and I don't know, just, the, I don't know. I've been, I don't know. I've been off about what I thought Punk might want to do before, but I, I, I don't think he's going to win. At least not this time around. He's not going to win on this first try. So you think they get a couple of matches out of this? Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, even if they don't get a couple of matches out of it, it's not Punk's last title match, even if it's not against Hangman. Well, we don't you know. know. I, mean, comes, I mean, all, 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 all that's taking, taking place in Chicago, right? Uh, we don't know. We don't know. Because, yeah. we, because, we're, because we're getting Forbidden Door. We don't know. Well, that's the other thing. I mean, does Punk win the world championship, taking the world championship into Forbidden Door, depending on who his opponent is? It could legitimately be anybody. I know he's called out Okada. And Okada's yeah. the IWGP world champion. Do you want to do that match as two world champions? You're going to book yourself into a fucking corner in that, at that point if you want to do that match. Do, do they That's wait? Like you said, it might actually, that, that may actually play into it. And AEW does have a plan, a solid plan, uh, plan B. I want to say even a solid A plus 
uh, on top of that with uh, Brian and Okada. You could do that. Well, if I'm if I'm booking this card and I'm trying to get maximum value on on everything, do I need Punk to have the world title? No. And as a matter of fact, it probably hinders me a little bit. Yes, it will definitely it will definitely hinder <laughs> the outcome of whatever match he's in for sure. Right. But now, if Hangman does not have the title, booking him into Forbidden Door does it make any match he's in more interesting? Not really. So. Common sense booking tells me that Hangman needs to go in as champion. And Punk can be put with whatever legend you might want to pull out of New Japan, and it'll be an awesome match. So then he wins the title. Let's say All Out is in Chicago. Do you have Punk win the title in Chicago? If, I mean, that's a very it, stereotypical thing to do. I mean, it, I think it, that would make is. the match too predictable. It, it is. It is. But, but I mean, you if could, you're going to you, put you, the listen, title on him. You you could you could put Punk against somebody that he that you know he's going to beat at Forbidden Door and then have Punk win the title at Double or Nothing, going to Forbidden Door against a, a guy he could kind of have a great match with and get the easy W, and then go into All Out in Chicago and lose the title in Chicago, in Chicago to MJF. Right, right, right. And then, I mean, does so so Punk um, faces Hangman? I think he loses. Does he get a rematch? I'm thinking no. And then yeah, if All Out is here and you can somehow get the title onto MJ, onto MJF before All Out. Punk versus MJF at All Out in Chicago sounds like a way better option for Punk to win the world title rather than, you know, at um forbid at, at Forbidden Door or, or Double or Nothing. Sorry, you know, it it just it it would it would just feel like a bigger pop. I mean, we're talking like United Center type pop when he yeah. debuted. Yeah. So it'd be a better moment. And what do we learn with Thunder Rosa winning the title? I mean, he deliberately put it on hold till they get to San Antonio so he can do it in our hometown. Yeah. And Punk winning his first world title since he returned seems to be a bigger moment than just double or nothing in, in, in Vegas. I don't know, I'm going the more unpredictable route. I don't know. I mean, you could, you could swing it either way. I, I get what you're saying. I, I say I have Punk win the title in Vegas, go into Forbidden Door and wrestle whomever. Uh, at Forbidden Door, not Okada, because that's not the match I booked for Forbidden Door. But Punk goes into Forbidden Door as champion and then goes into Chicago as champion and loses in Chicago to MJF. I think that's the right way to go about it because I think that would make MJF even a bigger heel if he does it not once but twice, three times, really, unofficially uh, in Chicago and beats Punk for the world championship. But we'll we'll talk about that uh, as we get closer to it. Uh, on a side note, Jesse, what are you what are you doing as far as Forbidden Door? I know this has been a, a hot button topic. Do you do Punk Okada or do you do you do Brian Okada at Forbidden Door? I know I'm going with Brian just because of the fucking <laughs> how many stars you're gonna give it. I mean, how many stars are out there in the WWE universe, AEW universe, man? Just give it all. Give them to it all, really. Well, how many times have we? How many? How many times have we gotten? Omega and Okada. Was it just twice or did they? I think it was I think it four? was four times. Is it four times? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know how many times in total they've had matches. Um, has Okada ever been in the ring with Brian? No, uh, not that I'm aware of. Me either. So if, if that's the case, then that should be the match that we get. Yeah. And you could do I punk mean, it, punk versus Kenta. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Whatever punk, whatever match punk is in. It becomes a it becomes a featured match, yeah, you know, and it, and it becomes a highlighted match. It becomes an important match, you know. So it doesn't really matter who 
it's, it does, it's not like Punk needs to be in the ring with their top guy to make it an interesting match. You, I mean, it could be anyone, and it would be a dream match for the most part. And Kenta's a fantastic option for that for that matter, too. Um, if we've never gotten Brian, I mean, if you don't do it now, there's a good chance we may never get that match. Yeah. And who knows? Brian, Brian's one of those guys. I just have a feeling. Brian's one of those guys. I don't know how long he's going to be a pro wrestler. This may be one of the last great runs that we see of Brian. I do think at the end of his run, he does end up back in WWE and goes into the WWE Hall of Fame. That's just my opinion. So if he's here, that match has to happen while he's here. Otherwise, it's never going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and um, I don't know enough about New Japan to start fantasy booking matches. I mean, I, I mean I'm mean, i not going to lie and say, oh, I know the whole card. I don't know the whole roster. I know I know the, of the bigger names. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, Naito, I mean, that'd be great. I mean, Jericho could have a fucking match with God knows anybody over there. Well, I so, mean, Moxley Tanahashi is something that, that that they tried to plan before the pandemic. So that's that match another match that they could do. I mean, if, you, if, you're, if you're spearheading this show with Brian Okada, Moxley Tanahashi, and then Punk versus Kenta, I mean... And then whatever the fucking Bullet Club is doing with the Bullet Club, I mean, G-O-D. I mean yeah. instant instant sellout just based on Brian and Okada. Instant sellout. Yeah, yeah. There, there's plenty of stuff to do, and they've already laid laid the foundation for that for that for the Bullet Club and the elite and everything else. They can easily put on a full card, and that would that would appeal to um to both New Japan and AEW fans. Yeah. So I mean, the, the matches are endless, man. I mean, you got to have some randoms in there of a bunch of guys that may not be known. I mean, but at the end of the day, you're gonna have a fantastic card, man. I mean, I, I, wow. I mean, I don't know. It's a shame that it looks like Adam Cole's gonna get rolled up into the elite, um, bully club thing, but and, and it's almost a shame. I would love to see Adam Cole, you know, go one on one with with some of the big with, with with the with the Osprey, you know, that'd be that'd be fucking they may, phenomenal. They may end up doing Cole versus Switchblade. We don't we don't know. Yeah, you know, yeah. We may get FTR go. versus uh, Gorillas of Destiny. We may get Pac versus Osprey. We may get uh, Naito versus Andrade. Who, who knows? I mean, like you yeah. said, endless matches. And uh, I'm still in the discussion to actually go to Chicago for this show. So uh, I will definitely update you guys on that and anything that happens with Jesse. And I obviously I'll be there with him. Um, I'm still working out the details because that is a busy month for me personally. So uh, I will let you guys know in the coming weeks what what i'm doing with uh, forbidden door and if i will be in chicago uh just the other big thing that happened on tonight's show was mjf and wardlow excellent match with wardlow and lance archer well obviously we knew how this one was going to end uh the mjf wardlow storyline has been booked to perfection there are similarities with the mjf wardlow storyline to what he did with chris jericho and the five labors of jericho it seems like this is just another take on the five labors of jericho uh with what he did with chris jericho and now he's doing it to wardlow but we got Lance Archer, uh, and now we got a major tease for MJF to bring in who was formerly known as Big Cass, Cass XL, or W. Marcy, I believe his name is, in Impact Wrestling. If he's, if he's still there, I'm not really sure because I don't watch Impact Wrestling. We'll call him Big Cass because that's what the majority of the people know him as. He may be making his AEW debut next week. It's not confirmed yet, but... By what MJF said on the telephone call to him, you can't teach that, and we may see him next week. Yeah, I don't see why not. Either him or Enzo, or both. Well, Enzo's pretty fucking huge himself, but he's not taller than Wardlow. Well, yeah, I know, but that's the play on it, you know? Yeah. But that's the that 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 could be the, the swerve. He might get Enzo to show up, and then Cass come from behind. Maybe they both show up. Who knows? You know, but... um. 
I like it. If we get to see Morrissey back in the ring, man, I mean, for me, it feels like it 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 helps solidify a fantastic comeback, man, because the guy was going down dark roads. Yes, he was. He looks fantastic mm-hmm. too, and he's from yes. uh, he's from Queens, so I got I got to represent my uh, my New York City fellows. You know, that's awesome. That so is we'll, awesome, man. We listen, man. As long as it's not Braun Strowman, you know. Oh God. <laughs> I don't think we'll ever see him in AEW. Anyway, that's no. uh, another thing that we're very much looking forward to on top. I believe AEW announced Deanna Peraza versus Mercedes Martinez in a unification match of the interim Ring of Honor and legit Ring of Honor Women's World Championship. So that may be uh, uh, a thing to look out for as well. That could be a banger. And then, obviously, we're going to get right into the top. We're going to talk about Dax and Cash in the Owen Hart Cup qualifying match tonight to open Dynamite. But those are the big stories coming out of AEW Dynamite tonight, and I want to thank you guys so very much for joining us right here on Off The Script. Let me get into the usual bullshits. Follow us on social media, at JD from NY206 is me, and then you see Jesse's at right there on the screen, at Chi-Town Smark. Jesse, what's going on with the AEW Dark watch-alongs, man? I know you've been doing them in your absence from OTS. What's going on with Dark, and is anybody standing out on your end, bro? Um, to be honest, we had... We did have a standout, but it was more like somebody that we needed to see more of. Um, she just, I don't know, she just needed more more time in the match. So I'm not gonna put the names out there. It was it was a, it was a female. We're gonna see how she develops. But join me on Mondays and Tuesdays, six o'clock Central, seven Eastern. We're gonna watch Dark live. We're gonna rate the new talent. We're gonna see if they are worthy of AEW television. And they can earn that grade by earning tacos. I also got some retro reviews coming up. You know, I've been saying that, but I got some plans coming up and a few more things coming up on the channel. We just got enough um, hours watched and subscribers, everything else. We should be monetized and verified on YouTube within the next couple of weeks. So stay posted for that. Which means Jesse can finally monetize his videos, put ads on his videos, and now he will also be able to accept Super Chats. So that is a good, good deal right there. Make sure you guys follow us on social media. Hit that thumbs up, guys. I only see 676 likes in the live stream chat. There's 1,900 people in the stream, man. I need 1,000 minimum in the venue. Minimum. So make sure you guys hit that thumbs up, man. It turns blue or whatever funny color YouTube now turns it into... And it helps me out when the video publishes after we are done live here on the show. So hit that thumbs up. Obviously, the Super Chats are absolutely balls to the wall fucking crazy tonight. You guys can get them on in, man. That line is crazy for drinks. So make sure you guys get those Super Chats in. We'll hang out at the end of the show and give you guys some time to chat with us. As always, we got five new members in the OTS VIP Club. Thank you guys so very much. I left you the link pinned in the chat. Become a VIP, man. It's the place to be in the IWC. You get those custom emotes and those badges next to your name. So sit VIP with us. It's always a great deal when you're in the VIP club right here on OTS. Go check out all the other videos on the channel, including today's extra, where Nick Khan has a new normal in WWE, or at least a vision of one, where he wants all major pay-per-views to be stadium shows. And I gave my opinion on that, why that is a terrible idea and why they need to fix TV first before they even try and get us to care about fucking Hell in a Cell in front of 50,000 people. Not going to work that way. So go check that out. That's on the channel Monday Night Raw. We were live. NXT, unfortunately, we were live. And tonight we're live. And then you guys won't see me back live until Friday 
for SmackDown and Rampage. Make sure you guys go check out my sponsor for today's show, Audible, audibletrial.com slash off the script, 30 days free of their service, and one free audiobook of your choice. Everybody loves something for free, so use our link to get yourself 30 days free of Audible and one free audiobook. And go get your t-shirts, man. Bonfire.com is the exclusive home of off the scripts. Jesse, Dynamite started off with Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler, man. Loved this match, and I loved the homage to several throwback Bret the Hitman Hart matches. Let's start at the top here, man. In typical AEW fashion, they just make everything seem important, and this tournament has felt important. I love that there are qualifying matches. It reminds me of the old-school King of the Rings where you got to qualify to get into the tournament. They're not names drawn from a fucking hat. Bruce is not throwing fucking bubble gum at some dartboard backstage and, you know, whatever the fuck he's doing back there to pick whoever is in contention for whatever. But Dax and Cash, man, they both came out at the same time through both tunnels, man. Dax on the right side and Cash on the left side. To their theme music, you only heard it once. They didn't replay it twice and introduce guys individually. They are a tag team that love the Hart family, love Owen and love Brett, man. And they had the Bret Hart skull in the pink and black on their trunks, man. Right before we even get into the match, the little details. I love it so much. Yeah, it was great, man. You know, it it, it did remind me of uh, Brett versus Owen a little bit without the... Um, because Brett versus Owen had a ton of story going into it, mm-hmm. a, a shit ton. There was none going into this other than, you know, them being a tag team. And they picked up the story a little bit, you know, like um, like a good like halfway or quarter into the match a little bit. Um, But I don't know. I'm, I'm afraid maybe I didn't love it as much as everyone else did. I thought it was a little clunky at parts, but I do appreciate the match and how they laid it out and everything else, though. Yeah, the I mean, match it was, was it was no it was no Gargana versus Champa. No, no, no. I don't think it was meant no. to be that way. It was more of you know in, instead of instead of people looking at it like that. I honestly think that they at the end of the day they didn't want to risk themselves getting hurt because there's a lot bigger things going on for them outside of this tournament. They they do both uh, they 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 do both hold two company tag team championships. They don't want to risk injury if they were given. Uh, anything to do in this match, they probably would have went balls to the wall and been and would have been a lot more physical and intense. But it was more about you know showing their love and appreciation for the influence that Brett and Owen uh, bestowed upon them. So they they did that and they did it beautifully. We seen we seen throwbacks to Brett and Owen tonight. We seen throwbacks to Brett and Mister Perfect. Their 1993 King of the Ring. Uh, semi-final match was one of my favorite matches of all time. Easily the best Bret Hart Mr. Perfect match that they've ever done. So we've seen those two matches. I think there was a Bam Bam Bigelow Bret the Hitman Hart 1993 final in there as well. There was a Bret uh, Razor Ramon 1993 King of the Ring uh, throwback in there as well. So you, you, you see where I'm going with this. The 1993 yeah. King of the Ring is fucking incredible. And it really uh, is a big moment in Bret Hart's career. There was a lot of those throwback classic Bret Hart spots in this match, and it was a very enjoyable match overall. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it was a match to your candidate like it was the Briscoes, but this was a great open to Dynamite that did a lot more than just uh, do something for the tournament. It it paid homage to one of the greatest ever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I say, it wasn't wasn't a bad match. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't even just mediocre. It was good. It was a good match. Um, 
I just I've seen them in tag team matches that were ten times better than this singles match. I mean, I, I guess if that makes sense of, I mean, I just I don't know. I thought it'd be a little bit bigger than for them because they are they are so great at what they do. Yeah. I mean, and when I look at matches like that, you can't help but compare the other greats. You know, that went one on one: Champa Gargano, Brett Owen. You know, and it just it just wasn't there. I mean, it wasn't the the match itself. And this is a me thing. I enjoyed the Sheeta Serena D match more. I'm not gonna fault you with that. That was a good match. It was a great, a great match. You know, I mean, it's, I mean, it just it, it was all right. I don't know where they you know where they go. You know, from here as far as you know the winner and everything else. I mean, you know, but. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For for what it was intended to do, I think it was all right. It was pretty good. It wasn't a barn burner. Like you said, it probably wasn't meant to be. If they, if they wanted it to be a barn burner, they would have put it on a pay-per-view or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, this uh, did exactly what you needed to do. It was the first singles match, actually, for both Cash and Dax together. Uh, they have over 650 or so matches, I think Excalibur said, together as a tag team. So, uh, obviously, they are uh, a longstanding tag team, this being their first singles match, period, uh, together. And it happened on AEW to remember Owen and Bret Hart. Uh, early on, they performed a very carbon copy, very similar sequence to Bret and Owen at WrestleMania 10. Uh, Dax landed a thumb to the eye, and I don't know if that was uh, something that was meant to be done or if it was accidental, but it happened anyway. Uh, neither man was really getting the advantage over the other, and they did a bunch of arm drags and a bunch of classic Owen and Brett spots. I think there was even a Mr. Perfect and Brett spot early on in that match, too, with the uh, the mule kick up and both guys kind of uh, nipping back up. So Cash avoided a dive. And drop kick Dax to the floor. We go to a commercial break in the middle of this match, which is a rarity for an AEW opening match. So we got that in this match. Once back from the commercial, we got both guys in the ring. They collided at the same time with a very old school spot, double cross body, canceling each other out. Then they traded cradle attempts until Cash reversed a slingshot powerbomb into a hurricanrana pinning combination for a two count. Uh, Dax returned the offense with a slingshot Liger bomb, which is becoming one of my favorite moves that he does. Fucking brutal Liger bomb. He gets a two count of his own. Uh, More cradles back and forth, which I think was a take on Razor Ramon and Bret the Man Hart at at the King of the Ring 1993. Cash hit a straight pile driver right down for a near fall. He went for an avalanche back suplex. Dax turned into a crossbody midair. He went for a near fall off of that of his own. Another running crossbody from Cash sent both guys out to the floor 
and Cash at that point was selling a knee spot there on the outside. Back in the ring, Dax teased a sharpshooter, hesitated, leading to Cash cradling him, and Dax returned the favor with a small package of his own for the one, two, three, and that was it. And that looked like it was a throwback to the Bam Bam Bigelow and Bret Hart match in the 1993 King of the Ring final. So that was pretty much it. And Dax is advancing. Jesse joins Adam Cole, Bebe, Kyle O'Reilly, and Samoa Joe. As far as the four men so far qualified for the Owen Hart Cup, we will see another man qualify on Rampage. We're getting, uh, not Isaiah, but Swerve Strickland and Darby Allen in a match on Rampage. So there will be five at the end of this week. What do you think of the field so far, man? I'm excited for this. Yeah, I like the entrance, and I like the Swerve and um, and Darby matchup. That's one you really can't call. No. That, that's one you really can't call. Not only could either guy win, I could see either either guy winning. I could see either guy winning, too. I mean, so, I mean, and, and to be honest, I mean, outside of, uh, let me see, outside of Dex, and uh, Kyle, I could see pretty much anybody else winning the whole tournament, too. Yeah, I could see, listen, Adam Cole could win the whole tournament. I could yes. see Samoa Joe winning the whole tournament. Yep. And we, after Swerve or Darby, we still got three more uh, spots left open. So who the hell knows who's going to get those spots? It really is a wide open field. And that's going to make it even better because nobody is going into this thing a, a clear odds on favorite. And it could be anybody's field, which is always a great thing in a eight man tournament. And Keith Lee, we forget about Keith Lee. Uh, he, he is he in the tournament? I, I don't remember. I don't it, know. It, is he? It, 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 I don't know, guys. So let me know in the chat if Keith Lee is advanced. I think he is. Right? He beat. Uh, yeah, he beat um, uh, Isaiah Cassidy. Yeah, he's in as well. That's six. So it'll be six yeah, at the did. end of this week. Yeah, yeah. Because it was it was a lot of it was a lot of really uh really light qualifying matches like like duh. Who I mean? Yeah. Well, that's I mean, an easy is, one to miss. I mean. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah, but but Keith Lee could win it. So I yeah. It the field is pretty open. The field is pretty open, man. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. So we're going to get this starting in Long Island on May 11th. And that is a Wednesday, obviously. So we're going to get the tournament started on Dynamite May 11th. It's going to be awesome. Uh, CM Punk was on commentary during this match because of, of all the guys in this match that we talked about. We got Dax and Cash. Obviously, love Bret Hart and Owen Hart. CM Punk has modeled a lot of his matches off of Bret the Hitman Hart as well. So far, being back, he was on commentary. He made his way with a microphone towards the ring. Big CM Punk chant in Philadelphia. And he complimented Dax and Cash, got them a nice reaction. He says he's never been in a locker room with more talent than now in AEW. He said when he first arrived, he asked himself if he can still do this. He said, with confidence, now I can still do this. He then said he knows the fans like Hangman as well. He said everything up until now has been warming up, and now he's warm. He said without them, there is no CM Punk, so he's going to give it all every single time. He said he will continue to fight until the wheels fall off. Very straightforward, Jesse. Really nothing, uh, you know, over the top here by Punk. He's staking his claim. He's warm. He's ready. He's going for it. This is the time, and everybody loves Hangman, but you love me too, but I'm going to fight, and you're going to get a fight, and you know you're going to be in a fight with CM Punk at double or nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be um it's gonna be a barn burner, man. I can't wait for that one. Yeah, it's gonna be great. And like I said, the unpredictability of it, being that they're both baby faces and they are both hot right now, 
It could be anybody's ball game. There's going to be a lot of contemplating on TK's part. Does he give the title to Punk? Does he wait? Does he do it in Chicago? Does Punk go into Forbidden Door with the title? Depending on who Punk gets at Forbidden Door, because we know he's going to be in a marquee match. A lot of this stems on this match, and it is going to be a legit pay-per-view match. A lot of people, Jesse told me uh, tonight, a couple people on on Twitter, I don't usually order AEW pay-per-views, but this may be the first one that I order because of this match alone, man. This is going to be a big deal. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, that sounds weird to me. Like, no one, you've never ordered an AEW pay-per-view, but this is the one you want to jump into? Bro, a I mean, lot of people, a lot of people think it's pricey. There's been, but there's been, there's been bangers. And I if, and now look, I, I get if you're not an AEW fan, then not everybody's going to get the fucking pay-per-view. That makes sense. But uh, if I'm looking at like, you know, cards of upcoming pay-per-views that they've had, I mean, this is nothing compared to the shit they've put on. I, I would have been, you know, compelled to order one of the previous ones. But nonetheless, man, I mean, if they get you to, you know, order it, go ahead. I mean, for me, I don't think it's too much. I mean, they want, what? what is it, 40 bucks? 49.99, yeah. For 50 bucks, you know, four times a year. I mean, I mean, it's. I mean, what is it? If it was at best place, that's what two hundred bucks mm-hmm. for the year. What's WWE Network? Ten bucks a year. That's about a buck twenty. So yeah, but, but it's the a better... quality on one end is fucking severely lacking compared to the other. I mean, uh, if you're real. if you're entertained by the shows, I mean, then it's worth every penny of it. Yeah. If you get it and you hate every minute minute of it, then it's not for you. Then don't get it. But I don't think it's overpriced because I think they deliver on what they what they promise. All the time they do. It's uh, it's a major spectacle, these AEW pay-per-views. Jesse, Tyler B., one of our VIPs in the chat, raises a very important question. What do you think of this? I, I fear, he says, if Hangman retains the title, he will get bad crowd reactions. Do you think that's a possibility? Where's the show? In Vegas? Las Vegas. No, I don't think so. Hangman is, is, a, is a champion of the people, man. It, it looks like one of those babyface matches where, you know, no matter who wins... Or loses, I don't think the live crowd is really gonna care. You may get your online backlash, you know, if Punk wins. Oh, Hangman wasn't really given a real opportunity, you know, things like that. You may get that after the fact backlash, but as far as a live crowd goes, I don't think anyone's gonna shit on whoever wins this match as long as they get, as long as they get a good match. If Punk goes out there and beats Hangman in like a twenty-four second Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair type shit, then yeah, the crowd's gonna shit all over it. But if they go out there and give us fucking 20 minutes, 25 minutes in a, in a throwdown, whoever the outcome, whatever the winner is, it's not going to matter to the live crowd. You know, you know, now that you mentioned it, I think people are going to complain the, the fucking cretins online, the neckbeards, the fucking people that live and die by hating AEW. I think they'll end up complaining anyway and they turn it into a, oh, look, Tony Khan is so desperate. You got to make CM Punk the world champion. He's not going to yeah. draw a dime, blah, 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 yeah. blah. You know, you're going to get you're going to get reactions yeah. either way. Whoever wins this fucking match. So it's yep. It's just a moot point, really. Yep. Anyway, moving on, Punk. Page, official, world title. I'm excited for it. Jesse's excited for it. It's going to be a fucking classic match in the main event of Double or Nothing. The Blackpool Combat Club. We got Brian Danielson, Wheeler Yuta, and John Moxley once again featured on the show. This was a last-minute addition because of Adam Page being out with COVID-19. They went up against the Nightmare Factory. QT Marshall... Or the factory. Is it still the Nightmare Factory or just the factory? I don't even know. It's the factory. It's the factory. QT Marshall, Nick Comorado, and Aaron Solo. This was a fun match. Obviously one-sided. 
and the Blackpool Combat Club got the victory. I love what they do at the end, Jesse. We got all three of these guys getting a submission hole. You got Brian with the LaBelle lock. You got uh, Moxley with the Bulldog choke. And then you got Wheeler Yuta doing some really complicated-looking pin. He pinned, uh, I believe it was... Um, I don't know if it was QT or not. I, I didn't write it down. But I think it was Comorado. Um, He got that weird-looking pin on him. And they all do their own individual thing at the end, kind of really asserting dominance here to everybody else that wants to step into the ring with them. I, I love them as a group, and I can't wait to see more of them if they add more people to the group or not. William Regal is leading what I think right now is the best trio in all of AEW. But I think it is safe to say, bro, now with the House of Black, you know, back and feuding with a returning Ray Phoenix and Penta and Pac is back. Bro, we need the trios championships on TV. I'm not saying that what Tony Khan is doing is irrelevant or a waste of time because I, I feel like most of what we see on television all is going to matter at some point in the future. But man, these six-man tags, these random six-man tags every week, they need to bring the trio championships to television to make everything feel like it has a bigger meaning. These matches, they don't mean much right now. But the trio championships on the line and, and uh, a team like the Blackpool Combat Club winning a match like this and getting other teams involved is going to make all these types of matches that he does on television a lot better. Absolutely. Um, I I am noticing that they are keeping track of the trio's records, mm-hmm. which could um which could easily yes. come into play when they when they do uh, mint those titles. You know, they can do a tournament right there, or they can go by the rankings and stuff like that. But it does appear that they're they are putting themselves in a position to easily introduce uh, trios titles and have a pretty deep division in the process too. They they didn't they didn't even pull Christian Cage from Jurassic Express, which it looked like they were getting ready to do at one point. Um, they kept that trio intact, you know. Now Death Triangle is back intact, you know. Uh, BCC is, you know, moving strong. Man, there is a lot of trios, a lot of fucking trios to make this division interesting. So they just they just got to present us with titles. That's all we need. Yeah, uh, I think that the BCC is the... Now, I said, I'm i going to go back on what I said. I said the House of Black, but then you got the BCC yeah. coming along, uh, and it's, you know, the proper thing to do. It's more logical to put the titles in this situation or a title in this situation on a heel faction and have the baby faces chase. But I honestly think you go with the hottest hand right now, and the hottest hand that you got as a trio is the Blackpool Combat Club, and you give us a tournament, bro, and the tournament final is going to be... The BCC versus the House of Black, man. Can you can you imagine the fucking building with the, these six men in the ring? My fucking god, man! Holy shit! It would it would it would destroy it. Um, it seemed to me like an overly predictable outcome. Because I'm gonna put Who it cares? out there now. Well, yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna put it out there now, man. The House of Black is seemed to be booking being booked a little bit on the weaker side. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they, they could be they they could be made to look a little bit stronger and more dominant. The, the gimmick is fine, you know. These guys can work in the ring. That's that's not an issue either. Just make them look a little bit stronger and less stupid. That's all. I mean, they are they are they are a little weak. I don't know yeah. where the story's going. I feel like they're just running around in circles with Pac and Penta, and now Phoenix is back. Yeah, great, great, great. Phoenix is back. You know, he adds a, a whole new dynamic to whatever the fuck he does. But yeah, I feel like it's just been months and months and months and months. And then a lot of those months are just waiting around doing nothing. Yeah. 
Yeah, he is just doing a lot of talking. And, you know, kind of the same way when he was trapped in the closet at the last place. You know, he's doing a lot of talking, but he needs to go out there and lose it. I don't like how he lost that that one match that he, you know, it, it's like, why is he losing like this, man? It makes no sense. If any, if you want to have them lose, let the other two lose. And though Malachi shouldn't be losing. It makes no, no sense. No. No, they, they they should be as dominant as the BCC. But yeah. we're, we're here and, and they're, they're, they haven't been, so... You know, hopefully they get uh, back to their winning ways and they get booked in a little bit of a better fashion. But only time will tell, man. But when the trio championships are on television, I do think the House of Black is uh, is going to rise through the ranks and their their value is going to skyrocket, no question. We got Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. And then we got Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. She is there with Tony being interviewed by Tony Schiavone. Ruby is there, and Storm introduced Ruby as her little friend. Ruby said she's noticed that Britt and Jamie Hayter, they get in the face of all the newcomers and always have something to say. Ruby then said, well, I don't know why you have an attitude. Maybe it's because you just lost your AW Women's Championship, Britt, but that's another story for a different day. Ruby quoted Owen Hart saying, enough is enough, and it's time for a change. She challenged both of them to a fight, Baker said that they have to go to catering because they uh, agreed to no physicality and Ruby Soho would know a thing or two about being in catering. You know where it is. I, I know exactly where it is. Meet me over there, Ruby. Yes. You know where it's at. Yes, I, I, I know exactly where it is as well. Um, it, it looks like we have the makings. I don't know if this is going to happen before the tournament or after the tournament. I would assume before the tournament, we get a little preview of what's going to happen with uh, Tony Storm and Jamie Hader. But we are looking at a nice little tag team match here, bro. Could be. Could be. I'm happy to see Ruby off of Dark. Yeah. I'm glad to see her on television. I'm glad to see her in a meaningful storyline. That's where she needs to be, man. If you now, get... we, now we got to get Rosa off of uh, wherever the fuck she is and get her on TV because a lot of people are on social media complaining that Thunder Rosa's got, what, less than five minutes of TV time since she's won the championship. She had the one match with Nyla Rose. That I think people already forgot about. But she hasn't yeah, been no. on Dynamite at all, bro, since she won the title. She was there tonight watching TV from the side. Yes, I know. I know. People, people are complaining that Thunder Rosa isn't being booked as a uh, real champion, which I tend to agree with. But, bro, you're not watching TV from the side. Get, oh, get up. Sorry. Uh, okay. You know, I tend to agree with. But, you know, Rosa, she, she didn't really get off to a proper start with Nyla Rose as her first opponent. But after tonight, I think we can all see where Tony Khan is going with Thunder Rosa. And I don't think anybody should really be complaining. To me, this is her unofficial uh, real start to her reign. If what we all think is going to happen happens and Serena Deeb is crowned the number one contender legitimately, we get that match at double or nothing. And that should be a fucking banger in its own right. Yes. If, if there's anyone worried about um, Thunder Rosa's booking and matches, just just wait for this one. We're about to see some 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 fucking throwdowns, dude. These two are going to fucking tear it up. And, and, this, this, this is the match that she's wanted, yes. and I know that. I think this know, is so. a match the fans wanted, too. Yes, absolutely. But but a lot of people, Jesse, a lot of people tend to to say shit without thinking, and I am guilty of that as well, uh, not more than the fucking people and the, and the geeks online, but a lot of people are, oh, where's Thunder Rosa? Blah, 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 blah. Becky Lynch said this about the WWE women over the AEW women and all this other nonsense. But the thing is, Jesse, Thunder Rosa is the champion. She beat Britt Baker. 
Nyla Rose was her first opponent. Why was Nyla Rose her first opponent? Because Tony Khan has a mindset of who he's going to pick to be in the women's tournament for the Owen Hart Cup. He's already got eight women in the back of his mind that he's got a book for this tournament. That's eight women, Jesse, that are now automatically removed from being contenders to Thunder Rosa. That doesn't leave him with a lot of talent left for Thunder Rosa outside Jade Cargill, and we all know that match is not going to happen. Sheeta or no. Deeb was going to be it. All people had to do was just wait. Thunder Rosa, I'm sure, knows this is the reason Fans should know, the geeks online that are complaining should know, and now we're going to be blessed with, I think, or what I think is going to be a great match because Serena Deeb is a fantastic wrestler and Thunder Rose's intensity is going to match up well with Serena Deeb, man. I don't know why people complain. All they have to do is just think. Stop, breathe, and think. It. I mean, clearly. Here's my concern. What happens to, what happens to Sheeta right now? I don't know. Because I could envision a a scenario where this 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 whole thing with Sheeta and Deep and Deep because they went at it for so long back and forth spills over into Deep's championship match, and this could it should breed into a triple threat match with these three women for the world title. Since Sheeta and Deep has been going at it for so long, the champion like, look, I don't give a fuck which two of you come at me or both of you, I'll take you both on. And I could see a triple threat match with these three since the other women are tied up in the tournament. And you can always do singles matches with them after the fact. But I don't want to see I don't want to see Sheeta get tossed to the wayside on this one because the, her work with Deeb has made me a fan of Sheeta. And I, I've never been singing the praises of Sheeta until this thing with Deeb. Yeah, well, maybe Sheeta, maybe Sheeta bounces back and she wins a couple of matches and then maybe they do Sheeta versus Jade for the T, uh, TBS championship. Uh, she gets buried there. Yeah, I know. She gets know. buried. No, nobody, there. nobody's beating her right now. I don't. Honestly, I don't know who's beating Jade. Yeah, but you Sheeta, know, wait, but, uh, wait. Go to seven says Sheeta is in the classic. Is is Sheeta in the Owen Hart classic? No, she's not. Did she qualify? I don't think she did. It's only Jamie Hader, Tony Storm, Ruby Soho, and Britt Baker. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Then yeah, I I I hope she doesn't fall to the wayside. Because um, I, I think this this feud with Deeb has elevated her, if if not a lot, at least a little bit to the point where she should be standing out from the rest of the herd. So yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, she she really did perform well tonight. But again, all the people that are complaining, Thunder Rosa has Deep coming up a double or nothing. This tournament more than likely is going to spawn Thunder Rosa's next opponent after the double or nothing pay per view. So. Tony Khan has but, a vision, and she will be defending the championship. Thunder Rosa is oh, not losing oh, that championship anytime soon. You're being overruled, bro. She beat Julia Hart. Did she yeah. really? Man, why don't I? Oh remember yeah, yeah, that? she did. She did. Yeah, that's right. She did beat Julia Hart. I don't. I remember the match. I don't. I don't remember. Remember, it was for the um the classic. Yeah, they're right. She did beat. All right. Well, there you go. That's right. So, I okay. That. Look at that. She does in. Okay. All right. So we got something for Sheeta to do. All right. Cool. She qualified on on past rampage. Okay. I don't know why I don't remember that, but uh, there you go. The the field is even greater, and Sheeta Sheeta could win the tournament. We don't fucking know. Sheeta you know? could win. Sheeta could win it. Tournaments so. tournaments go a long way to build people up, man. So if she yeah. lost this match too deep tonight, she all she needs is a, a nice couple of wins, and that so she can go to the finals and be uh, remade again. So it doesn't really matter. Sheeta Sheeta is a Sheeta is a dark horse in that 
I'm looking for I'm looking for a day another debut in the women's division. Is I'm Red Velvet in the tournament too? Why don't I remember this, man? I'm I'm alone. I get fucking going going dumb here. Red Velvet's yeah. in the tournament as well. People are saying. I mean, I just let's pull up the fucking brackets, though. Yeah, you do that. I'll go on with the next segment because I I don't remember Red Velvet. I don't even remember who she beat. Hold on. Anyway, moving on, as uh, Jesse finds out who legitimately in this, you know, I, it's it's tough to figure out who the fuck's in the tournament when AEW, all, they, all they're focusing on is Tony Storm, Jamie Hader, and Britt Baker, you know? Yeah, basically. So that's what they're doing. It might have been, it might have been, listen, you gotta, you gotta take it easy on me, guys. Uh, you know, there are a couple of hog shows that I had to work on Friday night, so I didn't really catch up on any of these shows because I didn't really go live. So you gotta, you gotta take it easy on me. Um, Shivani. He's back at it again with Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Christian Cage backstage. Jungle Boy says he doesn't want to sound like a sore loser, but last week stung a little extra because he knows he could have won. He said he didn't finish him when he had a chance. Christian says he doesn't sound like a sore loser. He just sounds like a loser. And there were a bunch of oohs and ahs, like, oh, oh my goodness, what's going on there? Why are you being so nasty to your boy there, Christian? So he said they can right a wrong. This was a teachable moment. Christian threw out a challenge to any top five team in AEW and Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs, Willow Nightingale, Red Velvet Beat. There you go. That's why I don't remember it because she's not on the roster. Um, Christian Cage, top five team. Anybody challenge us? In comes Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. Ricky Starks cut a nice little fucking quick-witted promo on Jurassic Express. Powerhouse Hobbs didn't say anything. He just stood there looking like a fucking beast. And it looks like, Jesse, we may be getting Team Taz, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Ricky Starks versus Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Man, that's that's a very interesting match. It's a, it's a, it's a nice matchup. Um, I think that's going to work out for both both uh, both teams. I mean, I think we know who's going to win. I mean, but at the same time, I think it's a it's a it's a nice little matchup. Um, I want to see Hobbs on the winning end a little bit more. Yep. To be honest, because he seems he seems to be the one that they're trying to push, so I don't want to see him on the on the end of another L. But it's inevitably going to happen in this match. But the match should still be uh, pretty fucking awesome, though. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, and I think uh, all four of those guys would actually work out very well with each other. The one thing I don't like about these types of segments because uh, it doesn't really come off good is AW. You have Christian Cage. Call, yeah, I want any, any one of the top five teams to come out and challenge us. We're, we're, we're ready to put our titles on the line and right this wrong. And then all of a sudden, Ricky Starks and Power Assobs come come in as, as if they're just standing there in the fucking corner waiting for their cue. Comes off a little, little lame. So I, I wish there was a little bit more space in between these announcements, but it is what it is. Uh, Wardlow. Wardlow and Lance Archer. This was the next challenge thrown in Wardlow's path by... MJF. MJF's music played after Lance Archer made his entrance, and he appeared up in a luxury suite with popcorn and a glass of white wine. MJF. With Sean Spears. Can't forget Sean Spears. He said, what do women in Philadelphia use as birth control? He asked Sean Spears, and Sean Spears says, what? And then MJF replies with, their personalities. (laughs) I-L-O-L. MJF said, the fans like to boo but they'll be more devastated after Archer destroys the War Pig. MJF said Wardlow had to come out to the ring with no music yet again. Wardlow came out accompanied by security in handcuffs. And Archer, he was not waiting for anybody here. The, the, the cuffs were off Wardlow, but he did a rolling senton off the apron, took out Wardlow and 
all of the security outside that was there with him. So he flipped Dove off the apron onto everybody. Archer threw Wardlow into the ring at uh, at that point, and then the referee kind of uh, rang the bell and allowed this match to continue officially. So Wardlow went on to attack after the bell, and he was making a slight babyface comeback. He was showing a little bit that we haven't seen uh, Jesse did Wardlow. He was uh, showing some of that athleticism. He was rolling around in there, flipping around in there. I'm like, whoa, this the big man is kind of nimble. You know? He broke out the baby face moves, man. Yes, he did, man. He was fucking moving around like a luchador in there. He did. All right, here, here are the here are the women that qualified. Um, Tony Storm, Jamie Hayter, Sheeta, Red Velvet, and Soho. That was all as of six days ago, seven days ago. So who else qualified? They said Sheeta. Sheeta's in here. Sheeta's in here. Okay, that's it. Five. So has anybody qualified over the last week is what I mean. I don't I don't remember. Tony Storm, Jamie Hayter, Sheeta, Red Velvet, Ruby Soho all qualified. Okay. There you go. That was as of last week. All right. So we got five. Five in the women's and Brett. And Brett Baker. That's six. There you go. Six six women in the tournament. I'm still looking for I'm still looking for Athena to show up here. Man, that's a solid field, I'll tell you that. Yeah. That's a solid field yeah. right there. But anyway, yeah. uh, Wardlow and Lance Archer, after the uh, luchador-like moves by Wardlow, um, he was attacking Archer, went for some shoulder tackles in the midsection. Wardlow was uh, on the offensive here. And Wardlow, he was on the offense. He came back with a Karana. Again, a shoulder tackle in the corner, followed her up with a spine buster. And Wardlow wanted a powerbomb symphony early on, but Archer uh, really came out of the corner and blasted him with a claw, closed lines. Both men are down on the mat. They traded forearms in the center of the ring at one point, really going toe-to-toe with each other. Massive bombs being thrown here. Archer hit some punches, landed his top rope walk moonsault, which he landed. Then he hit a choke slam. He went for cover, got a two-count. He followed it up with a blackout. He goes for another cover. Everybody thought it was over. Wardlow kicks out of Archer's finishing move. Archer wanted another blackout. Wardlow caught him with some headbutts, went up to the top rope, landed a Jeff Hardy-like swanton bomb off the top rope. Then he goes to the powerbomb symphony. Not once, not twice, not three times, but four different times. He picks up big man Archer and slams him down with the powerbomb symphony, and that was it. Wardlow gets the victory over Archer. I thought this was a very nice usage of Lance Archer. I thought he played his role very well as a menacing threat here. He was intense, as he always is. And a lot of people are like, oh, Lance Archer's getting buried, and everybody wants to see Lance Archer get booked better. But I thought this was a credible opponent for Wardlow, Jesse, absolutely. And he looked great in there. And he did exactly what his job was, to make Wardlow look like a fucking savage. I think I'm, I'm on their side on this. I think it's a waste of Lance Archer. I think he did a great job in what he was asked to do. Um, I just think they could have they could have used Lance Archer's uh, abilities and talents a little bit better than just serving him to a Wardlow storyline. Lance Archer should be on the level of Wardlow, dominating the same way Wardlow is, but on the heel side. Instead, he was just fed to Wardlow. Um, You know, Lance Archer, bro, listen, it's tough to argue with you because you are correct, you know, but I'm coming from a place where 
what do you do with him outside of what you did with him tonight? Like, where, where, does, where does he fit in? What the fuck do you do with him? This is the He's, problem when you have a bloated roster like this, which which is fine. I mean, I, I mean, the show is different every week. We can't ask for anything better than what Tony Khan is doing. There is, there's not one dynamite that looks like another. I love the fact that they're a different show every week when you can watch fucking Friday night and get fucking 12 reruns, 12 straight weeks. But what yeah. do you do with him outside of what you're doing with him now? Well, well, let's start here. First off, I'm not complaining. So if anyone is is sitting here like always oh, complaining about this. I'm not complaining. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pointing out how I felt about it, what I thought about it. And if you want everybody to smile and be happy about everything, you're on the wrong channel. So first off, I like Lance Archer. I like yes, we both love, yeah, I think he's great. Love, love both of them. I've been, I've been singing Archer's praises for, for a while on here. I, what do you do with them? You can do plenty of things. What, what, what did they do with Miro when he was solo and he was just going through just smashing everybody? He should be booked in the same on the same trajectory as 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 Miro was when he was on his incline. This and they're already doing with Lance Archer what they should be doing with him. They just don't do it anymore. He needs to come out, murder his opponents, literally pin them and go to the back and climb up the fucking rankings until he's built up to a big match where he could A, win or lose then, and then just go back and rinse and repeat. But just going out there and getting beat by, you know, Wardlow, it seems, I mean, what was the purpose of that, man? You could have got a big fucking overblown jobber from the local city to serve what Lance fucking Archer did right now. I I don't know, man. I, I listen. I, I, again, I can't argue with what you're saying. Um, I don't know what you do with him on a on AW television. I, it, honestly, what it boils down to is that they don't have enough TV time. They don't have enough yeah. TV time between Dynamite, and they don't have enough TV time with one hour of Rampage. Maybe maybe he finds some success in Ring of Honor. If Tony Khan gets Ring of Honor started up on a more regular basis, maybe he goes over there and challenges for a world championship. Maybe he wins the world championship. Maybe he becomes TV champion over there. Who knows? There That's is going to be a role he, for him somewhere. It's just very difficult to find a spot for him that he deserves because he's so fucking good on, well, on the, Wednesday or well, Friday night because there's only three hours of AEW television. Well, that, well, that's fine. That's cool. You know, I mean, if you get nothing for him right now, I mean, that's fine. That don't mean put him on TV and have him get beat. I mean, have him kick back. Hey, you know what? Go to dark for a week or two. Take a week off here or there. We're going to do something with you in the next month. But instead... Go out there and get beat by Wardlow, you know, and have nothing. I mean, it, it, it does nothing to progress Lance Archer. If Archer's going to go out there and lose. Okay, great. So next week, I should expect Archer to come back and beat the shit out of Wardlow to make up for it. You don't just use him and then toss him and then have him do something else. Have him be a part of a storyline. Yes, no, I agree. He's been used for Adam Page. Uh, and he did great against Page in the, in the Texas death match. Now he was used against this... Uh, the storyline yeah. with, with Wardlow. You know, honestly, with all the fucking hot potatoing and the back and forth of the T- TNT title, I, I would, after, after what we've seen Tony Khan do with the TNT title, I would have much rather put it on Lance Archer and let him fucking be a savage with it. And dominate and with dominate it. And dominate yes. with it, yes. Yes. That's, I mean, instead of tossing it back and forth between Sammy and Squirrel, put it on Lance Archer and just have him kick everyone's yes. ass until you figure out what to do with him. Yes. That's that's the perfect, the perfect uh, solution yeah. right there. The title would look good. Yes. Or, you know, Archer would look good. And when you got a baby face ready to kill Archer, bring him along, and then they look good. Yeah. Everybody wins, you know? 
We'll see what happens, man. Uh, if there's one thing that we could all agree with here on Wednesday night, here on OTS, Lance Archer deserves a little bit better. But at the end of all that, discussion aside, he looked and played his part very well tonight, as he always does. Jericho Appreciation Society, this was a fantastic segment with Santana, Ortiz, and Eddie Kingston, which resulted in fire being brought into the game here by the JAS. So they came out, Jericho, Matt Menard, Angelo Parker, Jake Hager, and Daniel Garcia. Fans were singing Judas, which is a common thing on AEW Dynamite. Parker said, that's enough. That's enough. No more singing. He said the world's great promoter, Tony Khan, gave them time because he knows that sports entertainers are best for business. He called the fans the AEW <laughs> Galaxy. That was awesome. Instead of the <laughs> AEW Universe, mocking the WWE Universe. It's great. That was great. He said there will be no physicality in the ring tonight between uh, us and Eddie Kingston and his guys. So they've all agreed to it, including those rats, Santana, Ortiz, and Eddie Kingston. So they marched out. They came out, did Eddie Kingston and his boys. Jericho said, Earth is 4.5 billion years old, and you are lucky enough to be living in the Chris Jericho era. Santana, Ortiz, and Kingston both, or all three of them rather, gave them middle fingers. Santana pulled his middle finger out of his wallet. Eddie Kingston uh, pulled his finger out of wherever, and then uh, Ortiz pulled his middle finger out of uh, one of the side pockets on his pants. So they all got middle fingers. So they are mocking the JAS. He Then uh, Kingston did, told Jericho to stop with the crap and let's fight. This sports entertainer bullshit's got to go. I hate it. I hate this table. I hate sports entertainment. Jericho says that they're going to take them out one by one. You see Matt Menard in the back kind of egging him on, just playing a fucking prick-like heel. And Eddie Kingston said the JAS is putting... Uh, actually, no, Jericho said the JAS is putting a hit out on their asses one at a time. This is when Kingston got upset with the term hit being used on him, Santana, and Ortiz. He told Menard to shut up. Jericho asked if he's going to hit him and get kicked out of another wrestling company. No wrestling company wants Eddie Kingston. He told him no wrestling company wants him, and this is his last chance here in AEW. He told him... At that point, stand there and do what you are told, bitch. Jericho is just egging it on here to Eddie Kingston. Kingston leaned into Jericho, who was sitting in a chair. And this is where the best part came in. He asked if he was prepared to put someone in the ground. Because where I come from, when you use the term hit, you are ready to put somebody in the ground. Because that's what happens when you put a hit out on someone where I come from. This was intense. Dark. Say again? <laughs> It got dark real quick. Oh, yeah. Uh, this was intense. Eddie Kingston uh, was fantastic here. Jericho's facial expressions when Kingston leaned into him as he was leaning back in his chair. The the sheer terror and fright on his face was fantastic. And I don't know where this is going, man. I, I don't really know where this is going. But to me, it really, it really feels like this may be headed towards blood and guts. Tony Khan was interviewed uh, not too long ago by, uh, I don't know who it was. It might have been Barstool Sports about blood and guts and i feel like this is going to be put in blood and guts at some point this summer it just feels that way yeah i mean it's it's a clear no-brainer yeah. this this is this is the only few going on right now that would warrant a blood and guts match yes so it would make total sense you know uh so 
I mean, you kind of see where they're going. I just don't know where they're going to bring, where they're going to introduce blood and guts um, in this 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 summer. They got like a, their card is filling up. You know, they, these extra shows here. I mean, we're already up to five shows this year now because of Forbidden Door. Yeah. Uh, Daniel know, so. Garcia. I don't want to take anything from Daniel Garcia either. He played his role very well as a fucking snarky little uh, little rat in this thing. He played his role well. And then you got to give a shout out to 2.0, man. They are, they come across as the biggest fucking cowardly pricks, smart-ass pricks, man. They're playing their role pretty well in this thing as well, uh, standing alongside Jericho and and the rest of his guys there. And the mocking of WWE, man, you know, I know a lot of people get on my case, oh, you're an AEW dick rider and get Tony Khan's cock out of your mouth and all this other bullshit. Uh, You know, to be fair, I love the mocking of WWE because on most weeks they fucking deserve it. And I find it to be humorous that WWE's mocked because everybody knows that their lingo is fucking ridiculous. So when yeah. I hear something like this mocking WWE, man, I'm smiling. It's funny. It's funny to me. And it's, yes. it's tongue-in-cheek. It's funny to me, man. Yes. It's, it's, it's something for you. If, if they crack that joke, and you as a fan, if you understood it, then the joke was for you. I mean, to chuckle and get a laugh out of. Not everyone will get that joke. And for the ones that don't, it doesn't bother them. You know, like, okay, whatever. It doesn't mean anything. No. It's, it's something for you, the insider who pays attention to what's going on on Twitter and everything like that. You know how funny it was, and you'll chuckle at it. It's not that big of a deal, man. No, no you'll get over it. You're not going to lose sleep over uh, the JAS mocking WWE, you geeks online. Don't worry about yeah. it, E-Drones. Uh, Sammy Guevara and Tay Conti. We got a vignette that aired on uh, T- Sammy and Tay. Guevara was wearing a... A uh, very obnoxious-looking prick-like jacket like he did last week. He took some shots at Scorpio Sky and called him the most uninteresting wrestler since he's got to AEW. We've seen video clips showing uh, how the uh, whole incident with the low blow happened. He says he isn't sure what's brighter, his woman, the TNT title, or their future. And then they just uh, passionately made out at the end of this vignette. Uh, Jesse, I, I know there's a lot of comparisons of Sammy and Tay to Cody and Brandy when they were in AEW, but if if they go full-blown heel with this thing, you know, they, 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 they're not there yet, but they're, they're naturally in their personas are there, but they haven't pulled the trigger completely on it yet. Are, are they going to stay the way that they are now, or are they going to kind of amp it up a little bit and become uh, a little more bad guy-ish? Uh, for Sammy and bad girlish for Tay on, on TV, or, or do you think they just stick the stick with the the current role that they're in right now because they play it so well, and they just let it happen and rain upon them? I think this is their heel run. I mean, I, I don't think there's any more for them to turn and do. They've already they're already cheating. They're already mocking the fucking fans, you know, as they get booed. I mean, there is no there is nothing else to fully complete a turn from these guys. I think this is as heelish as we're gonna get from them. Um. For all we know, for all we know, TK could probably be planning a live sex celebration with Sammy and Tay at some point. Yeah, like yeah, you don't get any, yeah, you don't get any more heel than that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, it's I don't I, I don't know how they managed to muster up this kind of heat. I mean, I, I saw it coming out of the gate, man. Right away, I saw this heat coming. Sure as shit, it bled into the live audiences, but they've embraced it you know so I, I i really i really can't shit on it too much i mean now it's just up to me to just accept the hate you know or just not enjoy it at all and i like sammy and tay as wrestlers so i want to see what, what they can where they can go with this i'm glad they did and they did embrace the change they did something that we asked roman to do 
for years and they finally embraced the change and they went along with it. I just think them facing off with America's top team is kind of leaving them with the dynamic of are they heel or they not heel? Well, when you're facing who we thought were the biggest heels in the company and you turn them baby face, now people are fucking confused. Yeah. You know, so I mean, just they should be full blown heel. I hope America's top team goes back to full heel after this shit, to be honest. I don't want to see Dan Lambert out there as a fucking baby face. Listen, Not man, I'm 40 all. years old. I don't care who plays heel or baby face. I'm going to fucking cheer Dan Lambert just because I like the content that comes out of his mouth. They're going to change his content. And that's the problem. When, they start, when, it, when, his, when his gimmick starts changing because he's now considered baby face, then you'll care. I'm the guy that's like, I don't want to see him fucking change, so don't turn him fucking babyface. There's not one single human being on this show that I want to actually pay to see legitimately get their ass kicked, man. If that wa- if that one guy exists, it would be MJF. You know what I'm doing? I'm fucking cheering MJF every single time I get to the arena <laughs> or every time I'm sitting in front of the TV, man. Why? Because I appreciate a damn good fucking villain. I do. Uh, I, I do, too. I'm going to give him his booze like, he's fucking deser- like he fucking deserves, man. He deserves his booze. Give him his booze. Speaking of uh, speaking of crowd reactions, the match between Deeb and Hikaru Shida, Serena Deeb and Hikaru Shida, Philadelphia Street Fight, very good action. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I think both ladies are fantastic. But the Philadelphia crowd, Jesse, I don't know if you felt the same way. Uh, maybe, maybe it was just me. Maybe you guys in the chat can let me know. Crowd seemed a little, a little down on this, man. It wasn't as excited as I thought they would be for a Philadelphia street fight. Maybe it wasn't enough street fight out there in the match. I don't know. I didn't even notice the crowd losing it, to be honest. I was so wrapped up into the match, man. Yeah, yeah, which was I good. Sinc- it was a good match. Yeah, yeah, I sincerely enjoyed the match. I mean, if you say the crowd was out of it, I'll take your word for it. I, I, since I, I got lost in the match. I was just watching it. I thought it was a really damn good match, man. Um, Philly is a marked town, so if they were not entertained by it, I don't know what what would have went wrong. What was the fail? Was it in a dead spot? I don't know what happened. Because that was a that was a fantastic fucking wrestling match, man. Yeah. Well, Sheeta came out with a kendo stick and attack before the bell on Deeb. Uh, she landed a, a nice looking missile drop kick, knocking Deeb out of the ring. Uh, Sheeta took a chair and wanted to do her step up knee off the chair, but Deeb had that one already in the back of her head. She took the spot. And deep countered a running knee with eight share shots. So back in the ring, we got both ladies. Deep hit a knee bar or a knee breaker onto a chair. And Deep was in control, targeting the knee on Hikaru Shida. But Shida reversed another knee breaker, sent Deep headfirst into the chair. Deep threw or actually went underneath the ring and took something out of a plastic bag. And it was some white substance, some white powder that she okay. threw in. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's. Uh, Listen, I won't even say it. Uh, maybe I, I thought it was flat. Maybe she likes to bake, bro. Maybe she was in catering, and whoever's in charge of catering didn't bake the proper cake, man. There was leftover flour. I don't know. Maybe she was hanging out with Preston Vance, bro. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe don't some know. weight powder. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's weight powder. <laughs> I, know, yeah. I know what all the geeks online are saying it is. I'm not going to reiterate that because we respect people on this show Wednesday nights. Uh, we <laughs> got white powder in the face of Sheeta, and she is blinded now. So she is obviously taken out of the match at this point. So Deeb with the powder spot in the face and attacked her with a kendo stick as she was blind. What a dick maneuver. So Sheeta fought back and she eventually got hold of the kendo stick after finding it blind and she's swinging it wildly, eventually striking Deeb. 
And then she found some water by the outside. She wet her face. She cleared the powder of her face, which was a nice little touch there. That made sense. Nice logical booking there. Yeah. She went out there and made it a wet t-shirt contest. Yeah, she listen, was like, man, oh. who's, 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 who's complaining, bro? You complaining? Oh. My boy Salrex ain't complaining. Oh, she had a she had a, her her jorts on, man. Her booty jorts on, which was a nice she, touch, man. She came dressed appropriately for a street fight. Yes, you got to wear jeans in a street fight, and that's just what she did. I liked it. So she laid in some more kendo stick shots. She wanted the uh, she wanted to take full advantage here, but Dean came back with a chair strike and took Sheeta down again. Deep wrapped Sheeta's knee in a chair. Sheeta was able to pop up and just take deep to the top rope. Nailed an avalanche falcon arrow off the top rope. That was a two-count near fall. Sheeta used the kendo stick in a chokehold. Deeb jackknifed out of it for a cover of her own with a two-count. Deeb then poked Sheeta in the eye, hit detox on a chair. That was a two-count. Serenity lock came next. Deeb repeatedly drove Sheeta's knee onto the chair, uh, back and back and back onto the chair, and then locked in a Texas cloverleaf and... Serena Deeb makes Hikaru Shida tap out with the cloverleaf. Um, this was the right outcome. Obviously, we're getting Deeb and Thunder Rosa at the pay-per-view, which I'm very excited about. I think Deeb's expertise and her being the professor of the women's division mixed with Thunder Rosa's personality and intensity and the promo work that I hope that we really get going into the pay-per-view with both of these ladies. A nice sit-down interview showing their fiery attitude I think would be great with Jim Ross. Uh, this is going to be great, man. Right outcome. Great looking title match coming up at the pay-per-view. I'm excited. This is the match that we've wanted. This is the match that I've wanted um, since I saw D step into this damn company. I want to see Serena D Thunder Rosa for the title. So I cannot wait to see what they fucking produce. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be so fucking good, man. It is so gonna be, good. Listen, bro, it's going to be good if Tony Khan gives these women... You know, give these women uh, time to, to 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 tell whatever story that they have to tell. We cannot have Thunder Rosa on the show as the women's champion not being able to cut a promo, whether it's cinematic that they do or in the ring or a nice sit-down, even do a contract signing for this match before the match is official. Something to get these women out there to really get across why this match is big and why the title is important to both. We need something out of the ordinary, man. I feel the women's division is... I feel the women's division is lacking something, and I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if they're they're just directionless and they're just booking on the fly. This tournament should help a lot. Jade, she's come along with the TBS championship. There's just something that's missing. I don't know if it's them modeling the same fucking shit after the men, but, but they need to do something different, man. They, they really need to bring some importance to whatever Thunder Rose is doing. I, I don't know what it, what it is, really. They need to be they, they need to be booked better. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, look, man, I, I love AEW and everything that TK has done for pro wrestling as, as of late, like everyone else. But he is dropping the ball on the women. Um, it was one thing when he didn't have the roster. But now we watch the, the, the women's locker room grow into what it is now. And now I don't see a reason why they're not flourishing. Look, I mean, look it, at the women in this tournament. Th- this this division, just by this tournament, mixed with Deeb and mixed with Sheeta and mixed with Thunder Rosa's champion, Jade Cargill, they have an incredible women's division. Just yes. by the names in this tournament and who I just mentioned that are not in the tournament. Why are yes. they being booked so poorly? When when this was happening, you know, two years ago when everybody said, oh, the women are being booked poorly, I came to the defense, and to AEW's defense and said, hey, 
they're just starting out. Yes. Give them time to get, you know, get things moving, get a roster and get this and get that. And I defended them. And now here we are three years in. Now I'm telling you, look, they've had time to get a roster together and they did get a roster together. Now it's just not being booked right. I mean, it to me, something wasn't right when I started seeing Ruby Soho consistently on dark, consistently on dark. I said it before. I think everyone should work dark from time to time, but I don't want to see talent like Ruby Soho consistently on dark every week. No. Now they have a roster to have storylines going on outside of the women's title. Outside of, as you stand right now, this current day, outside of Jay Cargill, I can't think of anyone that's being booked, um, being booked strong in the women's division. No. No one. No, they need they need somebody to, and it's not like they're getting a lot of TV time. I mean, whenever they're in the ring, like Deeb and Sheeta tonight, they got a nice 10-minute, 11-minute match. Yeah, that, that's fine, but there's one woman's match on Dynamite a week, maybe another women's segment, maybe outside the match that they have a week. Then we get maybe something on Rampage, but outside that, it's not, it doesn't seem like a lot. It doesn't feel like a lot to actually get somebody that's in charge of the division to book a meaningful storyline outside the world championship and give these ladies something to really uh, get the fans invested and sink their teeth into. It's yeah. it, it hasn't happened. I mean, how many times can we see Jade beat somebody and get 30 wins, 31 wins, 32 wins? Before long, that's going to get boring. Thunder Rosa, like I mentioned before, dude, five minutes of AEW TV time uh, on Dynamite since she's won the championship. She had that one match with Nyla Rose, but that happened on Rampage. Or, or, or uh, it happened at uh, Battle of the Belts. It wasn't even on, on Dynamite. So, I mean, right. you got to do something. You got to change something. It, it is starting to feel like that they're trying to avoid putting Thunder Rosa in front of a live crowd with a microphone. I don't know reason. why. Now, 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 I, now I, I get her, her promo isn't the strongest around town, but she is more than capable of cutting a live promo with passion and putting, yes. and putting some heat into a match. Yes. So I don't know why they, they just don't let her go out and do just that. So I um I don't know. I mean I'm I'm starting to I'm starting to get the this this women's division is is being you know mishandled feeling out of all of this. I mean, because again, when, when it was when it was earlier, I came to the defense, bro. Give them time, let them build, let them get storyline. Now there's kind of no reason for it. They managed to get some interest behind Deeb and Sheeta in in that feud that didn't involve a title. Um, and I'm just and looking back at it, I think that's just from the pure uh, work of these two women alone, because other than, you know, that's the whole situation with the win streak and everything else and deep getting pissed about it outside of that. Um, they weren't really fighting over anything, but no. that was a that was a good thing to fight over. Like, you're not going to fucking look over me like I'm not fucking here. I took offense to that shit. And she did. And they've been fighting about it for months. You know, but moving on, they need you need to have them other things to fight over, not including the title. I mean, that was a great, you know, nucleus and they they took it from there. But you got to keep moving. It can't just all be about the title right now. It's about the tournament right now. It's the tournament and the title. There's no individual uh, storylines for the women. I hope that they know what the, I hope they know what they're doing because uh, this is a big money match with Deeb and, and Thunder Rose at the pay per view. You got your women's tournament final happening at the pay per view. There should be no there, were, there should be no excuses as to why none uh, of this here goes feeling empty and without importance. It, it needs to be. It needs to be important going into the pay per view. That's all. That's all I have to say there. Hold on. What is what is RC Dotson talking about now? He's starting to get on my fucking nerves. What is he talking about? Who in the chat? 
Yeah. Uh, what are you talking about? They literally did it twice. One and a half, if you're counting the Nyla interference, but she literally had a promo all to herself. The women, Talk about get, Thunder the, women Rosa. the women get four segments, two matches and two promos or backstage conversation. The matches start at nine o'clock. Me and my wife call it the women's power hour. What? That's from, that's from R.C. Dotson? Yeah. I don't know. He said something else earlier about how I wanted everyone to win and there was no one else to wrestle each other. I don't know what the fuck this guy is talking about, man, but... If we're talking about comparisons to WWE, that's three hours of TV compared to the five. I said at this point, Tony Khan needs a woman heavy dynamite show or maybe a few. What? He does not need a woman's heavy dynamite show. No. No, we don't need a woman's heavy dynamite anything or rampage anything. Look at what they're doing. People were praising NXT. You got fucking one woman on the whole roster who knows what the fuck they're doing in Natalia, who's not even who's not even entertaining. And then you got 20 other fucking women that are absolutely oblivious to anything that happens in that ring. I don't want to see a bunch of nobodies on television. That's not what I'm here for. No. No. Why is he talking about WWE? Uh, because Becky Lynch said AEW's women's division is inferior to WWE's, which well, she should talking. keep her fucking mouth shut. Who gives because, a shit what Becky Lynch thinks? I don't, who gives a shit about Becky Lynch, period? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, seriously. She can't even get herself over. She's talking about something else. Worry about yourself. Your gimmick is fucking terrible, okay? Oh, uh, my little hobbits. No. Like, what? No, we don't, need, we don't need fucking Gollum opening her mouth, man. Shut up and just cater to your fucking golden ring that was dropped by uh, Gandalf, all right? Shut up. No. Um, no. The, 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 the WWE women's division, man, I, I don't want to get started on this, but they got their own fucking problems. There's nobody outside the core four that are being booked correctly. Sasha Banks yeah. is being booked terribly. And the women's queen of the ring tournament, remember that? The first two rounds had a total of three minutes. Give me a break. Oh, wow. Give me a break. Yeah, that's why I don't watch this stuff anymore. No, that's awful. I mean, Tony Storm got ousted in the first round by Zelina Vega in 90 seconds. Did she have a pie in her face, though? No, then she got the pie in the face when she feed it with Charlotte, which I guess people forgot that, too. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. No, man. But, yeah, it's... No, people... I mean, not everyone can win every match. No. But the ones that we mentioned that should not be losing, no, they should not be losing. Malachi Black shouldn't be losing. That doesn't mean... I mean, you guys... Think about shit the wrong way. If someone's in a match where both guys probably shouldn't lose, it's not about pick a winner. It's about you shouldn't have booked that match. You know, don't put Lance Archer in a match with Wardlow and then be like, well, Wardlow shouldn't lose. Well, somebody has to lose. Yeah, because you booked the match, dude. Don't don't put them in that match. I mean, everyone can't win but not everyone should be not everyone should be eating l's it's called 50 50 booking and it fucking sucks dude someone has to be special a few people if you have no one special no one gets over someone has to be special in some way even mjf has l's on his record but he manages to stay special because they protect him in these l's he gets fucked over here or there he gets screwed out of this or that but the bottom line he has losses and no one cares Archer just went out there and took an L and got no benefit from it. Nothing. He just got served. And he's supposed to be a big name. He's got Jake the Snake fucking Roberts as his goddamn manager. He's up there taking 14 fucking power bombs in a row. Listen, I don't listen. At the end of the day, because I want to keep the show moving, at the end of the day, the AW Women's Division and the WWE Women's Division on both Raw and SmackDown 
are being booked poorly, okay? But as long as Thunder Rosa doesn't show up on TV wanting her precious, I'm, I'm all fine, okay? So as long as we don't get that, and nothing nothing can be as worse as that. Or Ronda Rosie. Give me a break. Jeez. Fucking half asleep when she's fucking on TV. Anyway, moving on, we got Lexi Nair. She was interviewing MJF. And MJF called Nair by her wrong name. I don't know what he said, Linda or something like that. And then, uh, then she's like, it's Lexi. And, oh, I'm sorry, sweetheart. Get the fuck out of here, he yelled at her. He said the reason that he's come is because he has a damn good plan. He was just standing there like nothing bothered him that Wardlow won tonight. He got on the phone and he talked to somebody he called Big Man. He asked how he would feel making six figures for one match he said, next week, Wardlow will face a man who is smarter than you, who is stronger than you, who is taller than you, and you can't teach that. I'm excited for that, man. If that's who I think it is and you think it is, I'm excited for that, ma- that match, man. It may be a, a damn good big man, powerhouse, fucking two big bulls type of match. Bro, William Morrissey was trending tonight. There you go. That guy is somewhere at home or wherever he is, smiling his ass off, man. He's more talked about in this one thing. He didn't even make a fucking appearance, and his name wasn't even dropped. He's got more hype around him now than his entire run in Impact. This is his big fucking opportunity, I mean, man. He, I mean, he who, nails who, who, it next who, week. Who watches Impact? <laughs> he if he if he if he if he nails this shit next week, Impact. dude. T, TK will buy his fucking contract out from wherever he's working, man. There you go. Listen, bring Enzo in too, man. I'm, I'm giving Enzo a shot. Put them as a tag team. Have them do their singles thing as well, man. That was a tag team that was broken up way too soon. Bring them in. Enzo was, I wouldn't say Enzo was, Enzo was fired unjustly, but Enzo was vindicated yes. on those fucking charges. So he yes. needs to be, that, that shit needs to be let go and dropped. Um, Big Cass suffered, um, a shit ton of depression and personal demons and he has fucking overcome it mm-hmm. and he's trying to make a, a, a better person of himself and I think he deserves this opportunity on national TV and I cannot wait to see him. Gonna be good. We'll see you next week. We got uh, Fuego Del Sol. All of a sudden, Jesse, his body was laying under a spotlight on the stage. Malachi looked like he was sacrificing him to the gods. Killed and him. then uh, Malachi with the House of Black, Brody King and Buddy Matthews then showed up picked up his body, and then they were ready to take off his mask. And then all of a sudden, Alex Abrahantes, dressed as the uh, Crypt Keeper, is, is out there. And <laughs> said that if they continue to mess with Fuego, they're going to get burned. He said that he can't figure out why they haven't figured out that the reason he's been dressed like this is because they've been waiting for the right moments to blindside them. Jesse, it feels like that was a excuse to get Alex out of the ridiculous clothing that he was wearing, but I appreciate it. I thought it was ridiculous. That was awesome. I I bought into it. I didn't didn't realize that was, that was him in the ring until, until, until uh, Alex came out. As soon as he came out, like, Oh, there's Phoenix. Okay. Yeah. Look at that. Uh, Listen, man, for all the people that say, uh, AW doesn't listen to its fan base. Clearly that somebody's listening because a lot of people did not like him playing that role and much rather see him play uh, his human role instead of, yeah. The fucking uh, grave digger out there. So he... I hope he's done with it. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So out walked Penta, and Pac walked out next. So Pac is back, which I hope he stays this time. 
Pack is back. Ray Phoenix then showed up behind the House of Black with a shovel. He swung wildly with the shovel. I don't know what the fuck he was swinging at, man. Uh, Ray Phoenix out there looked like he was swinging at a Mariano Rivera 100-mile-an-hour fastball that's outside the strike zone by, like, 12, 12 inches. The fuck is he swinging out out there? He's like, what the fuck is he doing? Missed like, and started getting beat up. I don't know what he was doing out there, man. <laughs> so he took the shovel. He swung the shovel wildly. And then Phoenix, Penta, and Pack cleared the ring of all the House of Black. Uh, and we got a little tease here, man. Phoenix was going after Buddy Matthews, bro. Take my fucking money. Put those guys in the ring immediately, man. You know what? Have them yeah. both qualify for the men's uh, Owen Cup and put them in the fucking semifinals. Yeah, 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 man. That that's 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 just that's just wrestling right there. Phoenix, Buddy Matthews. That's just wrestling. That's the, that's just it. Alex Perez in the chat. Get the fuck out of my chat. Resident Evil Four is the most overrated game ever, man. Get the fuck out of here. Are you serious? Uh- are you gonna ban someone for that bullshit? Clearly, it was a uh, it was a uh, tongue in cheek comment. But uh, the fuck are you? What's wrong with you, man? Resident Jeez. Evil Four is overrated. Come on, wasn't it on PlayStation Three or some I shit? I don't know. Who gives a shit? They remade it like four times. They're about to remake it again for next gen. Yeah, probably. You know what? I'll buy it over and over again. I don't give a shit. It's great. Anyway, man, yeah, uh, like, Buddy Matthews and Phoenix, man, get, get them in the ring. I don't give a shit. Any, any, anything. While we while we on that note, before I forget, guys, I got a, I got a pretty damn good gaming idea for the OTS family. I'm trying to get JD on board with it. I'll keep you guys posted. Yeah, we'll talk about. It. Maybe we'll talk about it in the super chat uh, segment. Uh, Shivani interviews Swerve Strickland and Darby Allen. They talked about facing each other on Rampage and a qualifier for the Owen Hart Cup. Swerve said that they are not friends, but Darby has earned his respect because they battled in the past. Swerve says that they will make Rampage. Uh, well, he said he would make Rampage his house. Darby said this is his house, his brand. He's been here since day one. He's been an original roster member, and he's going to show him why this is Darby's tournament on Friday. I'm looking forward to that, too, man. Very unpredictable, like you said before. Yeah, yeah. Darby's a fucking pillar, man. As long as they as long as they keep their pillars somewhat strong, and I'm, I'm hoping that's what they do. They need to keep their pillars strong. Any feud that they go into is unpredictable. So if you can put them in with someone who's fucking white hot, if they're in a match with a pillar, dude, you, I mean, you never know. You never fucking know. Dude. Swerve is fucking hot right now. You know, he's the new signee. He's going to be going through shit, but he's in the ring with Darby, who's one of the fucking pillars, dude. You, I mean, I don't know who's going to win that shit. I don't know either, but uh, either one of those guys would be a, a great addition to the Owen Hart Cup. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, we got yeah. the Undisputed Elite, Adam Cole, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, Young Bucks, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish, Red Dragon, with Brandon Cutler out there with the cold spray against Dante yes. Martin. Our boy Lee Johnson, man, he's probably listening, saying, Jesse, you finally stepped it up with your new fucking microphone, bro. Team, team Dark. Team Dark. Team Dark. Team Taco. Man, we got fucking buried in this match, man. Listen, man, the one thing I noticed about this match, very, a very predictable outcome. Uh, shout out to Lee Johnson. Uh, he did uh, quite well in there for the little that he was in there. Uh, Dante Martin's always great, but the undisputed elites, they got control of this thing, and they didn't really let up. Nick went for his signature run offense like we usually see. Undisputed Era hit a four-way, or undisputed elite, rather, uh, hit a four-way BTE trigger on Lee Johnson before Cole lowered the boom on uh, Big Shotty for the one, two, three, and that was it. Uh, one thing that I really took uh, note of here, Jesse, they had a very, very clear shot of Julia Hart on the outside, not paying attention to this match with her head 
in her hands, man. I'm very curious to see what they're doing with this because if she's on TV in that moment for that uh-huh. spot, there's something going on there. With her black eyes braiding? Yes. Yeah, there's. I was worried that they kind of just dropped it and let no. it go, but um, it looks like they have not. So we're, we're still getting a slow development on Julia Hart. So that that's good. That's really good. I, w- I was really worried that they were just going to forget about it and drop it. But they, like you said, they showed her in the corner. They put a camera right in her face. She's still emu and her eye is getting worse. So, yeah, good. It's good. Can they coexist, bro? Can the undisputed elite coexist? Now, I know that this match has a greater meaning, even though it seems like a random match thrown together and really didn't belong on this show. I'd much rather, rather would have seen the ladder match get this time uh, on Dynamite tonight. But, you know, this was all about can the Young Bucks and the undisputed era, you know, Adam Cole and his boys, kind of maintain maintain control here and get on the same page. This is obviously going to play into a longer uh, or a bigger plan, I should say. But uh, how do you feel about the overall match? You, you think this should have been on the show tonight? Like I thought uh, it should have been on Rampage on this show, or would you rather have seen the ladder match get more time with Sammy and Scorpio Sky? No, I, I, th- I think the match was fine. Um, I do like seeing seeing my dark guys get some get some spotlight on TV. I mean, I, I do enjoy that. Um, I kind of hope that. I, I hope that they would have done something with it. I mean, like, you know, maybe have there be some dissension on, on one side of the team and the dark guys almost get a win. Something, you know, something just better than, hey, you guys are going to be basically, you know, full-time jobbers on this match. And like, then let let everyone benefit from it. You know, even if in, in their losing effort, let's create some story out of it, you know, and branch out in somewhere else. Let's, let's make it meaningful in some way. Yeah, you know, but the match was fine. The match was fine. I mean, I'm I'm just happy to see the guys who are normally on dark. I call them my team dark. I like seeing guys who are regulated to dark every week finally get some TV time in a meaningful spot. That's all. So, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. And uh, they got a new shirt out. The undisputed elite. They got a new shirt out that Jesse yes. already had purchased when we were starting the stream earlier before I actually hit live. So, there you go. See, look at this. Look at this. Who who is this? Autistic weirdo. Let me show Autistic this weirdo. Jesse, Julia has worn an eye patch for months. Clearly, AEW didn't forget. Bro, you watch Dark every fucking week, he said. See? He's a fucking weirdo, man. Look at him. He's a fucking autistic weirdo, dude. There it's, you go. Fuck him. I mean, what the... F- I know. But, bro, they've done nothing with it. She's Bro, been stop wearing looking at the patch. fucking chat, man. I'm gonna, I'm about to turn on fucking VIPs only, man. Get these fucking guys out of here. She's the, I mean, you just can't have her wearing the eye patch and mentioning and doing nothing with it for months. It just seems like a lame duck. Do something. Mention it. I mean, they've had some evolution of her gimmick, you know, by her just getting emu and just kind of being, you know, distant from everybody, but nothing came from it. And it's still nothing's come from it. So we're hoping to get an actual payoff to it so what is the payoff there will be a payoff she's on tv for a reason the camera was on her for a reason tony khan does not put people on tv without a reason okay fucking weirdos fucking autistic weirdo man get them the fuck out of here jeez we don't allow weirdos in the fucking chat in 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 the vip lounge man get them out of here anyway speaking speaking of eyeballs eddie kingston got a fireball thrown in his fucking eyeballs by chris jericho and the jas jericho threw a fireball at kingston's face and the JAS attacks Santana, Ortiz, and Kingston in the parking lot. Um, 
Right in his face, man. This reminded me of when Keith Lee opened up the book of Scarlet and a fireball came out of the book when he was feuding with Killer Cross or Carrion Cross on no, NXT bro. TV, man. We got fucking magic now on AEW Dynamite, man. Wait a, unless Chris Jericho is a fucking magician in his off time, is he a magician, a musician, and a pro wrestler, bro? What the fuck's going on? No, 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 man. No, no, no. This is this is this is the big red machine. Where was WWE this week or last week? Uh, Knoxville, this week, Knoxville Tennessee. Tennessee. Knoxville. <laughs> Knoxville. Look at that. Who's from Knoxville? Big red machine. Fireballs. See, you got to coordinate. You got to you got to put the story together, bro. Sorry, I didn't know. But they were in Philadelphia tonight. Yeah, but WWE was in Knoxville. I feel like I feel like this was a throwback to maybe Raven or the Sandman or fucking uh, Terry Funk or something. Yeah, we could have used we could have used a, 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 a ECW original to show up tonight. How come we didn't get that? Sabu could have showed up. That would have been nice. Yeah, Sabu That'd RVD cool. could have showed up. Tommy uh, Tommy Dreamer could have showed up. Spike Dudley could have showed up. Bubba Ray could have showed up. He knows the thing about fire, flaming tables, and all that shit with Devon. This guy, I'm done with the chat. Jesse's pissing me off. Okay, who, who said that? Him. Autistic weirdo. Autistic weirdo. Get him the fuck out of here, autistic weirdo. Here. There we go. Now he doesn't. We don't have to allow be weirdos in the venue, bro. <laughs> Listen, I heard you didn't tip Issa when she was serving you a drink, man. Get the fuck out of here, okay? Next time you come in here, man, I'm gonna have Otis fucking bounce you the fuck out of here. You'll be sitting behind the dumpster with fucking Sal, the fucking homeless guy out there, right? Holy shit. You'll be eating fucking scraps that Titus throws to the fucking pigeons, man. Get him the fuck out of here. Autistic weirdo. You're not even yeah, a VIP, Sab- man. I don't see a fucking microphone <laughs> next to your name. Yes, Sabu was back there in Gorilla, wasn't he? Was he? Is he? Is he? Is he a producer? No, he's a piece of producer. No, no, Jerry and, uh, Lynn. Jerry Lynn's Jerry producer. Lynn. He was. Uh, That's right. He was That's fucking right. great, man. Uh, anyway, let's main event time. Sammy Guevara, yeah. Scorpio Sky with Ethan Page and Dan Lambert. This was for the TNT Championship. I don't know, man. Listen, I'm never going to slight Sammy in anything he does. I think Tay is great. Thank you for Tay Conti for unblocking me on Twitter. I think it was a miss, uh, a miscue there. I don't know what I said, but uh, I had a couple people reach out to her, and she unblocked me, so thank you for that. I love uh, both of their uh, their works. You're unblocked. Let me see if I'm still blocked by Kevin Owens. You, you probably are, man. Listen, man, you, you know why, you, you, you know why, you, you know why you're blocked by Kevin Owens, man? Because you walk with Ezekiel, man. That's the problem. Or, you know, you talk with Ezekiel. Oh, I was going to say, if you get a reason, I'd love to hear it. Well, you, 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 uh, you speak with Zeke. That's why. No. I literally said, sorry, bro. It wasn't good. Still blocked. Look at this bullshit. I don't know, man. Anyway. I don't know what to tell you. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe you shouldn't go out there and claim that Ezekiel is uh, a, a lone wolf here and not Elias's little brother. Man, I don't know. I'm starting to. I'm, I'm on. I'm on Ezekiel's side now, man. Listen, man. This this match. Uh, I feel like this was rushed to me. I don't know why it felt that way, but I felt like if it was rushed, I don't think the ten man tag was really needed. They could have did the ten man tag on Rampage. I felt like this match needed a little bit more TV time. What we got in there was a hard for a hard fought effort. It was fun. Um, I think the overwhelming negative reaction to Sammy kind of brought the match down. I think me personally, I compared it too much to kind of living up to the hype that Sammy and Cody did in that ladder match when Cody was still with AEW, which I thought was one of the best ladder matches on American soil in the last 20 years with what they did. I, I felt like they tried to be a little different and they were, but I feel like it was very difficult to live up to what Sammy and Cody did, bro. At the end of this, we got Scorpio Sky retaining or uh, regaining, rather, the TNT Championship. 
And it was very good. Don't get me wrong. I just felt like it was it was beneath what we already saw in the Sammy and Cody match. Uh, let me know what you think about this. Yeah, it, it 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 did seem like a little bit. When this is this is the kind of match where the end of it is gonna kind of dictate how you felt about the whole match because for me the match was great, the match was fantastic, but the end of it, I'm looking at a title change, and now I'm looking back saying, well, why did it, why have the title moved so much in the last couple of couple of months, man? Between Sammy, Cody. And then and then Sammy and then and then Scorpio and then back to Sammy and the, the outcome is kind of distracting from what the title is supposed to mean to whoever's carrying it. Now it's just something that everyone's passing around. What it tells me as a fan right now, it tells me that Tony Khan has no idea what he wants to do with the title. Yeah, and he keeps exactly changing his mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, because otherwise, I mean, you're not you're not getting anyone over by all of this. I mean. I would rather have Scorpio Sky not won that damn title if he's going to drop it right away. There's, there's, there's definitely a lot of questions. Uh, number one, why did he give it back to Sammy? I, I mean, I don't think Sammy needed the TNT Championship to uh, kind of facilitate his heel turn. Uh, did he give him the TNT title back to, to make him into a bigger heel? I don't think he needed that because I think Sammy's talented enough with Tay to get over as a heel without the championship. So why did they give it to him? Well, that's that's where I thought they were going with it. I thought they were okay. Well, Sky's gonna be champion. Oh, what? Wait, stop. Uh, Sammy's getting fucking phenomenal, fucking nuclear heat. Give him the title. Let him run with the title with his with his heel run. Okay, maybe they're doing that. Well, now he lost it. Now what? Now what the fuck are they doing now? Then listen. Someone in the chat said this is the TV title. It's supposed to change hands often. No, no, this is not the TV title. This is not a television championship. Miro already proved that to be a uh, misinformation. This is an intercontinental championship for AEW. This is not a TV title, okay? This is not the 24-7 title. No. It doesn't change hands frequently, no. No. I I, I don't know why they gave it back to Sammy because I don't think he needed it to turn heel. Scorpio Sky, as talented as that man is, uh, I don't think that he is looked at as a legit champion. By the fans. Now, a two-time champion. Yeah, a two-time champion. A feud with Kazarian is not really all that exciting to me. And I don't know why the championship has changed hands, like you said, as many times as it has this year. It just feels like at the end of the day, Tony Khan doesn't know what he wants to do with anybody that is vying for this championship. Like we already said, Lance Archer would be a great choice to put that title on and have him bring some prestige back to it because that's the type of guy that could be legit and dominate with it like Miro did. And that's what we need to get back to. Yeah, I am interested in seeing uh, Frankie versus Sky. But now I'm worried about that dynamic because America's top team has been turned babyface dealing with Sammy and Tay. So what are we getting with Frankie? Are we getting babyface Scorpio Sky or heel Scorpio Sky? Is he going to go back to heel when he's done with this Sammy situation? I don't know. You know, I'd even I'd even go for Ethan Page getting a T, uh, TNT title shot or a TNT uh, title run. He uh, to me, I'd look at him as the more valuable of the two in American Top Team. Ethan Page. Ethan Page is good. Yeah. Ethan Page is good to me. To me, Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, I could take either one. I mean, uh, to me, right now they're on a, they're literally equally on the same level right now. 
Michael Evans, in the, Michael Evans in the chat. Scorpio got a loud pop tonight when he won. Yes, because Sammy is is getting over as a legit heel. That's yeah. why. That's that's more so Sammy than Scorpio Sky. That's not Scorpio Sky. People hate Sammy that much. That's why he got a big pop. Oh my God, man! I gotta love it. Gotta love it. So we we got this match. It was very good. Don't get me wrong. I just felt like it could have used a little bit more time to tell a little bit of a better story and really be a little bit more creative and pace the match a little bit better. That's all I'm saying. So Sky Attack before the bell, sent Guevara into the barricade. Uh, Guevara came back with a nice German on the ramp, taking Scorpio Sky out. He set up a ladder in the ring, and the two uh, kind of were battling for position there. Guevara climbed the ladder when it was a good distance away from the belt, which we always see in these ladder matches. Somebody's reaching for it, and we know that they're not even close to it. So instead of opting for a move to go for the belt, Jesse... He opts to go for a Phoenix Splash off near the top of the ladder, nearly fucking killing himself in the process, which looked like a fucking awful spot. There was a close-up of Sammy on the camera, and you could see him audibly say, oh, shit, oh, shit. Bro, we, look, anybody in the chat who's not seen this spot, we throw it around quite often, like, oh, oh, you know, he almost killed himself. You got to go back and see this spot. I'm talking like another half of an inch or a fraction of a second of of a rotation miss. And Sammy is sitting in the ER right now. Well, someone in the chat just said uh, Ace King Trader. He says, J.D., is there a chance Sammy got hurt and they called an audible with Scorpio Sky winning the match? It's a possibility. I wouldn't, be, possible. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be surprised if Sammy has a fucking concussion. It, it's, it's possible, but but with, the, with that spot, and how bad it could have been, and the fact that he kept going with the match, even if he is hurt, I'm like, well, that's good. He's, at least he's not hurt as bad as he could have been because that was the worst. Everybody came rushing out to check on him. You can see the genuine look of fear in Tay Conti's face on, on the outside. Yeah. yeah, Like, that That was so close to being the end of his career. It was yeah, it so was, close. It was bad. Um, so there was a commercial break at this point. Referees, you've seen during the picture-in-picture, they were checking on both. Uh, Guevara and Sky. So once back, both guys are climbing the ladders again, and they were, uh, you know, both reaching for the belt. Guevara went for a diving cutter like he did in the Cody Rhodes match. Same spot, jumping off the top of the ladder, going for the cutter off of another ladder where Sky was hanging on. He went yeah. for the big cutter, but this time, instead of doing the cutter to Sky like he did to Cody, Sky caught Sammy coming offline at him and delivered a cutter on Sammy, which was pretty great. Uh, I enjoy the Cody spot a little bit better because it was more Sammy and the execution was fucking perfect. But this was also great as well. But it goes back to the lack of creativity in these ladder matches, Jesse. I appreciate the effort and the fucking shit that these guys put their bodies through. But, I mean, you didn't need to do that spot, which is a once-in-a-lifetime spot, and redo it again just reversed with Sky doing it to Sammy. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, the ending, the ending I wasn't a fan of either. No, no, I'll get to that. Uh, Sky... Uh, turned that into a TKO. Sky then uh, pulled out a barbed wire wrapped ladder underneath the ring. He brought it into the ring, sent, uh, but Guevara sent him crashing into this ladder. So it worked against him with a Spanish fly. That was a great, that was actually better than the cutter spot. The Spanish fly yeah. on the ladder and he landed on the barbed wire. Did Sky. That was awesome. Yeah. 
Guevara pulled Lambert into the ring. Conti kicked him in the balls. My God, I think he's going to be feeling it for weeks after what she did to him. She went, she went hard, didn't Jesus she? Jesus fucking Christ, man. I do not want to be on the receiving end of a, of a Brazilian woman's scorn, man. Holy shit. Like, 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 usually you can catch them going off to the side and hitting the thigh or going all the way under it and getting the back of your ass or something. It, uh, Lambert must have been wearing a cup because she went all in on his damn balls, dude. Talk about blue balls, man. Legitimately, Paige Van Zant ran out and brawled with Conti as Sky and Guevara uh, battled each other. So we got a little glimpse of this mixed tag team match that I'm assuming is happening at the pay-per-view. Um, so they're brawling, and they posed, and they were cut off by a couple of super kicks, allowing Guevara and Tay Conti to uh, start making out right underneath the title belt that is hanging above them. So Sky hit a flatliner to stop Guevara from trying something with barbed wire. He climbed, Conti climbed back up the ladder on top of Scorpio Sky's back. Paige Van Zandt did the same thing to Guevara. Both men climbed the ladders with both of these ladies on their backs. And Conti and Paige Van Zandt both fell down to the mat and they started brawling again with each other, which led Sky and Guevara both to climb the ladder again and they're both up top and they're treading strikes and they're lobbying for position up there. Sky hit, uh, or Sky actually bit, I'm sorry, bit Guevara's middle finger uh, because he gave him the finger. So uh, at that point, Sky chomped down on his middle finger. Guevara sent him to the mat. Uh, Sky then popped up and tipped over the ladder. And when the ladder was tipped over, Jesse, there was another ladder hanging uh, vertically against the ropes with barbed wire on it. Sammy fell right into the barbed wire ladder in a brutal spot. Uh, Sky climbed the ladder. And he looked to have the match won. But Jesse, all of a sudden, uh, Sammy Guevara no-sells the fucking spot. Jumping yes. on the ladder, on the barbed wire, he jumps right back up and no-sells the shit. Next thing you know, he's on top of the fucking ladder battling Sky again. That was bullshit. And, 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 what, and what did him in? He, he, he punched him. What did him in? Sky punched Guevara to knock him off the ladder, and he pulled down the championship to win the match. You mean to tell me that Scorpio <laughs> Sky could not have won the belt and the and the title back with the 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 ladder and the bar bar spot. He had to jump back up there and get punched down to the mat. That was the finish. That was brute. That was the finish right there. Damn, I don't know who produced this match, man. But Doctor Pay, man, that was fucking ridiculously stupid. I've never seen that spot before ever. Someone falling off a ladder onto a barbed wire wrapped no. ladder, and now the one time I did see it, the dude got up from it. No, he no sold it, and that was that was a ridiculous way to ending uh, end the match. But Scorpio Sky wins the championship back. He's now a two time TNT champion. At the end of the match, Frankie Gazarian came out and shook uh, Scorpio Sky's hand. They embraced, and uh, he just wants to know that. Uh, listen, Yomi, Yomi won here. You won the title like you said you did. Now I'm the first in line to get an opportunity at you. So that match is coming uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, very good show tonight. Uh, not perfect by any means. There was a lot to like about this show. A lot of newsworthy things coming out of this show. Uh, fun main events don't really get the TNT championship being treated like a fucking 24-7 title on AEW television. The ending was a little ridiculous with Sammy taking that bump and then no selling it. But all in all, Jesse, a newsworthy episode of Dynamite, and that's pretty much it, man. That's all we got. Awesome. Love it. Love it. Love it. All in all, again, please don't take anything that, you know, at least I say here today as complaining or not liking the show. It's just what we do. We're here to break it down and analyze it. So, I mean, I would have done this different. I would have done that different. Yeah. Overall, I enjoyed the show. I enjoyed I this show. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not like other shows where you watch it and you 
yeah, you pick apart here and there that at the end of the day, you didn't enjoy shit on the show. So, I mean, why watch it? This was an enjoyable show. Yes. I love it. Yes. Any, anytime we criticize AEW, it's because we are passionate about the product and we love the product and we want to see them do better. And hopefully they do end up listening to a podcast like us and everybody else that has the same the same worries and they apply it and do better next time. That's it. That's it. Except except my take on the women's division. That that's getting that's getting said. That needs that needs immediate fucking attention. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Hopefully Tony Khan knows what he's got to do there and uh he executes it to a point where the fans are happy about the AW women's division. Jesse, we are gonna get in the super chats in just a second. Thank you guys so very much for making us the number one podcast live again on YouTube on this Wednesday night for AW Dynamite. Follow us on social media at JD from NY206. That's Twitter. And Instagram, Jesse, you can follow him at Chi-Town Smart. And make sure you guys hit that thumbs up, man. We are looking at, right now, 1,000 likes, man. You guys hit the minimum. Now we go for a little bit extra, man. 1,200 likes is the new goal. So if you guys are in the chat and have not hit the thumbs up, let's try for 1,200 likes on tonight's OTS live stream for AEW Dynamite. Super Chats in room. We're going to go over them. Get them on in. It's last call. And make sure you guys continue to join the VIP section, man. It is the place to be in IWC. Tony Brown. He starts off the festivities tonight with a 499 Super Chat. Hikaru Shida is a babe. Tony Brown loves his booty meat, man. I thought about Tony Brown when I saw Shida. I'm like, oh, there's there's Tony Brown's booty meat. Listen, man. Tony Brown's making a name for himself here, man. He's He's the booty meat king. There you go. Michelle Moran with a $2 Super Jack. Can Punk fit in with BCC if Mox doesn't re-sign? Why wouldn't Moxley re-sign? People have been reading the dirt sheets too much. Moxley isn't going anywhere. Moxley's got at least another four years with AEW. Because he is re-signing. Too many melts or articles people have been reading. Yeah. Joseph Taylor with a five in Super Chat. Dynamite, 10 out of 10. Jesse, put respect on Lee Johnson's name. Jeff Hardy versus Bobby Fish rematch. Swerve Strickland, Darby Allen should be fun. Jeff Hardy and Bobby Fish is a dream match. Uh, on what planet, bro? A dream match? I don't know. It'll be a match. It'll be a match. And we always put respect on Lee Johnson's name. I don't know what you're talking about, Joseph Taylor. Hey, man. Lee Johnson took the L tonight, ate the pin. And his girlfriend's turned emu. Hey, man. Emu or emo? Emu. Emo. It's E-M-O. Not E-M-U. Emo. I thought it was emu. She listens to to bands where the lead singers dress as females and they have their fingernails painted black. That's emo, bro. She listens to Queen? Now, Queen is not emo. I don't want to say Avenged Sevenfold. They're not that bad. Uh, I don't know. Nah, I don't know. Some chat, somebody in the chat, name me a fucking emo band that pretends to be male, uh, you know, manly, but they're very feminine. I don't know. Who listens to that shit? I listen to real music, man. Real guitar players and real musicians. Metalhead 21, man. Whoa. With a $100 super chat. He's got a couple in here, man. He's got three $100 Super Chats. This guy is an honorary fucking VIP tonight, man. Everything in the venue is on the house. Always a VIP here. Hope to have some cold beverages with you one day. Already know what is going to happen between FTR, Five Star Classic, another fantastic dynamite. That was probably before the stream. Thank you, Real Metalhead 21, man. You guys are all Green Day or... My Chemical Romance, Asking Alexandria, 
Rhea Ripley. You know, it's... Uh, you guys know, man. You guys know. Bullet for my Valentine. Yeah, all these emo bands, man. That's Julia Hart. Shout out to Julia Hart, by the way. We love Julia Hart. Uh, Real Metalhead also says, here's another one for that perfectly done segment with Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho. Always love to hear Eddie on the mic. And then he leaves a third $100 Super Chat. We rocking tonight, brother. Blasting Alter Bridge on the surround sound, man. That sounds like a good evening to me, man. Nothing better than Miles Kennedy and Alter Bridge. Love it. it. Joseph Taylor with a $2 Super Chat. Cash, ver- Cash versus Dax was fantastic. Five-star match. Joseph Taylor, your enthusiasm. I think you need to turn it down to about a five, bro. Seriously. Ulysses with a $2 super chat. My girl, Deanna Perrazzo, finally in an AEW ring. It's going to happen next week. Mercedes Martinez, unification of the Ring of Honor Women's Championships. Jay Patterson with a $5 super chat. First, Miro is coming back to take Scorpio Sky's belt. Second, who the hell wants to see Big Cass or Morrissey against Wardlow? I do. I do. Jesse does. I do. Watch your mouth, Jay Patterson, man. I may have to dump it. Wait, I listen to Juice World. Does that make me emo? I don't know who that is. Hey, Chet, if I listen to if I listen to Juice World, does that make me emo? I don't, is there any emo rappers, dude? I don't know. Juice World is he? Is he very yeah. feminine? Uh, he's very dead. He's not feminine though. No, oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't listen. I don't listen to him. I don't know who he is. Oh uh, no, he's 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 passed away, man. Ulysses with a fight off super chat. I could be off. But I got a feeling that the Bucks are going to turn on Cole and Red Dragon if they fight the Bullet Club and the Bucks rejoin the Bullet Club. I don't know, man. We're going to have to wait and see, man. The Bucks know what type of story they want to tell, and I think it's going to be executed the way that they want. Let's have fun. I'm getting, I'm getting yeses. I think yes. Wait, there's some no's. There's some yeses. It, Juice World is emo, right? I'm getting some yeses. I guess so. Then you're emo, bro. Yeah. Yes. There we go. Nice. Tony Brown with a 499 Super Chat. AW like JD and Jesse rules. Tony Brown, thank you so much, brother. ECW Hardcore 07 with a $5 Super Chat. I need Dax versus Cash Iron Man match. Also, they should now change the name of the TNT title to the Hot Potato Championship. ECW Hardcore, listen, we don't need an Iron Man match between the tag team champions of Ring of Honor, bro. Joseph Taylor with a $2 Super Chat. Scorpio Sky winning is not diverse enough. No. It's not diverse. AEW is not diverse enough, bro. No. Big Swall no. is not uh, in approval here. She doesn't approve. We all know that. And, 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 she, and she doesn't want to burn a bridge. She wants to come back. Yeah. Ulysses with a $10 Super Chat. I hate bringing up WWE, but since I only get to catch her AEW reviews, what's y'all opinion on if the Usos and RK Bro main event backlash... I'm not calling it the other thing. Maybe Roman goes first. Uh, well, Roman's either going on last or first. Knowing Roman, uh, he may go on first and leave the tag team unification uh, last. But if, if, if there's a title unification match, it should go on. Yes. Yes. And uh, the Usos are going to win and unify the titles. Yeah. Susan D'Ambrosio with a seven-month membership. Thank you, Susan, for the recommitment to the OTS VIP club. I'm loving what's happening with AEW. TK buying Ring of Honor, especially with the Forbidden Door pay-per-view coming up. I think people who go hating on AEW are stupid asses. 
Well, clearly they, uh, they, they, they get their audience by hating on AEW, bro. Just like how people think I get my audience by hating on WWE. But the difference with me is I'm actually good at what I do. I'm quality over their garbage. And I don't actually hate WWE. I complain because I love the product and want to see it do better. And I know it could be better. So there's a big difference there. Bro, but NXT, we... I hate. I can't stand NXT. Can we ban Issa for what? talking about Bad Bunny? Well, Issa, Issa loves Bad Bunny, bro. Come on, man. Bad Bunny apparently is playing a Marvel superhero, bro, in an upcoming movie in 2024. I saw, man. I saw. And first thing I thought about was someone cleaning up the floor that Issa was standing right over at that time when she heard about it, man. Well, Roman Reigns, man. I mean, as soon as we mention Roman Reigns, uh, that's it. That's it. I, uh, I need to clean up on ILA. Get the mop. Get the mop. Susan, thank you so much. Ulysses with a $2 super chat or not have a match at all. Uh, we, we answered your question, Ulysses. Thank you. We got a couple of new members here. Oh, my God. We got the TV villain or the villain TV. We got Randy B. And we got Tyler B. Becoming members in the VIP club, man. Thank you guys so much. What the fuck are you guys drinking? Excellent. Martin Scorsese stand with a three-month membership. Thank you for the re- commitment to the VIP club. Martin Scorsese stand. Which match... Would be worse. Eva Marie versus Cameron or Oksana versus Rosa Mendez. Also, favorite Robert De Niro and Martin Scorsese film. Uh, Eva Marie and Cameron probably will be worse. And my favorite De Niro film is probably Casino. Casino is good. Yeah. Can you be wrong in that answer? I don't think you could be wrong in that answer. No, I don't think you can be wrong with it. No. Uh, Martin Scorsese, Stan, thank you so much, bro. DX for life with a Australia Mike $5 super chats. I'm glad they got rid of Alex Abrahante's costume. It's great that they listen to the negative feedback and make changes, but also make it make sense. This is AEW, bro. This isn't Bruce Pritchard. Awesome. Joseph Taylor with a $2 super chat. Jesse stole the peanut butter whiskey. And he probably mixed had, it with cranberry juice, man. I haven't had screwball in a while. No, nah, you don't. You don't. You don't mix screwball with with juice, man. What do you put in it? Um, I use I use grape juice, not cranberry juice. Oh, grape juice. There you go. Yes. If, like if, I, if, I, if yeah. I yeah, if I mixed it with anything, it, it, screwball was perfectly fine by itself. Michael Evans, VA, with a $10 Super Chat. Glad Scorpio won tonight. Now, can we get some LTB love for him and that TNT championship? And Jesse sounds great. Thank you. Appreciate there you it. go, man. This may be the best review that we've ever done, period. Appreciate it. Fujins Henry with a $20 Super Chat. If Jesse is getting a pod mic, isn't long-term booking, I don't know what is. Hashtag OTS for life. <laughs> There you go, man. Osequi Vasquez with a $500 super chat. Oh, my goodness, man. Osequi owns half of the fucking venue, man. Haven't been able to catch a live show in a while, but I don't miss an episode. Got promoted to co-producer on Bosch. Think I was an assistant when I first started listening to OTS. What a difference two years makes. We love Osequi, man. So much here, and the guy works his ass off. And bro, listen, I hope everything is well with you and your family. Uh, I know last time I spoke to you, your wife just gave birth, man. I hope everything is going well with the family. 
Awesome, man. I appreciate you so much, man. I swear to God, man. When we get out to uh, the West Coast and OTS makes uh, a first-time trip out to the West Coast, all your drinks are on me, brother. No doubt about it. Oh, squeeze it, man. Dude, check out, check out Bosch. Bosch Legacy. Um, Kevin Saves the World. Black Jesus. Keep up the great work, Osaki. There you go. Marcus is AEW with a $5 super chat. Hey, AEW Dynamite with a dynamite emoji. Was great tonight. Good to see you as always, JD. And welcome back, Jesse. And Sky back with the TNT title is great to see. Awesome. Gracias. Tommy Brannigan with a $10 super chat. Awesome show as always, JD. Looking forward to Hangman and Punk at Double or Nothing OTS for Life. Thank you, Tommy. I'm looking forward to that. Jesse is as well. Harry212 with a $19.99 super chat. I'm at the show tonight, and all I could say is Sky Blue is perfection. I know, Sky Blue has uh, everything Tony Brown is looking for, man. A lot of booty meat there. There you go. There you go, man. Sky Blue's dating somebody on the AEW roster. I don't remember who it is, but... Uh, uh, I think it's Darius Martin. There you go. Mistaken. Yes, it is. There you go. Shoval TV becomes a new member in the OTI's VIP club, man. Holy shit, Shoval. I remember meeting Shoval at the first double or nothing at the uh, at the little uh, gathering that they had there, man. Fucking StarCast. Ah, Holy shit, okay. Shoval. What's going on, brother? Hope all is well with you, man. Nice. What the fuck are you drinking, brother? The cake uh, with a $2 super chat. They should have put the TNT title belt on Andrade. Hopefully soon, man. It's another guy. Um, someone says they saw Bo Dallas in the crowd tonight. Was he with the, was he the one wearing a uh, cardboard box over his head? I don't know. I don't know who that is. I thought that was Kip Sabian still or I something. Don't I don't know. That is. He seemed like he was actually put there, like planted there, but nothing yes. came up. Yes. Raymond James with a ten dollars super chat. Who would you team up with? Kingston and Proud and Powerful to even up the odds with the JAS? It's a good question. I was actually thinking about that myself tonight, but I couldn't come up with a solid answer. The first thing that came to my mind, though, I will be honest with you, is the Lucha Brothers. Cesaro. Cesaro, yes. Cesaro. Cesaro. Maybe Cesaro and Miro. Who knows? They got to get Miro back on TV. I don't know I don't know what his status is as far as injury or, or what is going on, but... I hope you enjoyed your break. Get your ass back on TV, bro. Michael Reed with a $5 super chat. What's up, JD and Jesse? Big fan of you guys. I still have my Beaver Roman shirts. I can see Ethan Page turning on Sky because of Frankie. They were given looks. I'd like to see that, man. I think Ethan Page is ready for a breakout run on his own. Yeah. Jabril Mohammed with a 199 Super Chat. Team Taz is great. Give them the tag team titles ASAP, man. I don't know about giving them the titles ASAP, but I'm looking forward to the match when it happens with uh, Jurassic Express. Yeah. Uh, Tyler B with a 999 Super Chat. Great show tonight, JD and Jesse. I'm seeing a lot of rumors of Mox going back to WWE. I can totally see Brian going back, but do you guys think Mox returns to the E? Yes. I do see him returning, but he is going to resign when the time is right with AEW. CC Steven with a $10 super chat. Hi, JD. Becky Lynch is full of it. If she thinks WWE is currently booking their women's division better than any other promotion, I get defending the company you work for, but do not BS the fans. 
You know, a lot of the people that... I, I actually replied to Fightful's thing, and I said, well, why is she mentioning AEW? Seth Rollins said in an interview right before WrestleMania that anytime AEW mentions WWE on their television show, it reeks of desperation, yet his wife is doing the same thing. The excuse I got today was, oh, well, she was asked a question. Yes, and so was Seth Rollins, but they answered it anyway, you fucking idiots. If I was Becky Lynch, I would have said, I don't watch that. Move on to the next question. Let's concentrate on what I'm doing. Yeah. (laughs) Why did she answer the fucking question? These people are all answering the questions the correct way. I I constantly say this. You know why? Because we're sitting here talking about it. And if she... Has she said the the, the the correct answer, the PC answer? We would not be sitting there talking about Becky Lynch. No. And no, Becky Lynch did not trigger people like me. I couldn't give a single iota of a fuck what Becky Lynch thinks or does. And she's awful. She needs a complete reset. I don't know what the fuck they're doing with her. Jedi Joker with a $5 super jet. Me and my brother Golden Boy are leaving the show right now. Tonight was awesome. Just like you and Jesse, and you can't teach that. Keep up the great work. Hashtag OTS. Jedi Joke, hopefully you had a great night in Philly, man. It was a great show tonight. So he's with Golden Boy? Uh, yes, his cousin. Oh, his brother. His brother, Golden Boy. Not that Golden Boy, but... Oh. Golden Boy, who's in the chat here. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yes, but shout out to that Golden Boy, too, because he listens to the show when he can, too. Awesome. Awesome. Chico, 499 Super Chat. TNT title equals first Kingston, Black, Starks, Trash, the T, uh, the FTW title, El Idolo, uh, even Pack and Lethal down the road. All worthy right now seems tarnished. Yes, there's a lot of people that should be TNT champion or should at least be in contention for it. Hopefully that day does come where all those guys are vying for the TNT title. Yeah. Yeah. People keep saying that that's Kip under the box. I don't know. Okay, why, why, why is he still doing this? I don't know. He's not buying a ticket, so I mean, I, I'm I'm assuming Tony is putting them out there in a box. If he's not on TV, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. He's um, part of that. He's part of that first year roster, though. He may have been cut. We don't know. Yeah, but where, what about what about Ford? What about Penelope? Penelope Ford? I don't know. I don't know. The cake with a two dollar super chat. I know Tony Brown is excited for the women's tag team match. Oh, there's a lot of booty meat in that match, brother. Holy shit! Oh yeah. Ricardo Linnell with a $5 Super Jack. Cringely Shill is a complete moron for saying WWE has a better women's division than AEW. Great show, guys. Peanut butter whiskey, please. I won't even argue that. Man. No, I mean, I'm listen, not saying... It's, not, one even, it's one. not even a news article, bro. It's, it's a waste no. of time. It, it's, it, it's, no. it's nothing more than to fucking get the two sides battling over absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah. nothing is going on on either side. No. Jedi Joke with a five dollar super chat. What if Scorpio gives Kazarian his title match like he promised because they are friends? And Ethan Page and Lambert turn on Scorpio. On oh, Scorpio? I don't know why that would happen. No, I'm I'm figuring they're gonna go back to heel and turn on Kazarian. Yeah, I think that's the right way to go about it. Yeah, I mean you you can you can turn back to heel on Kazarian. Kazarian is fucking Kazarian is fucking awesome. Kazarian is over. So you can turn heel on Kazarian and you'll do just fine. Neb with a 199 Super Chat. Rampage, two hours live, will solve the women's division. Your Rampage needs to be live, period, man. Never mind about the women's division. Rampage needs to be live at a two hours at a normal time slot at a normal time during the week. For sure. Yes. JCS186 with a 199 Super Chat. Rampage will be good this Friday. All right. 
Alex Can't Perez. Yeah, me too. Alex Perez with a 199 Super Chat. Love OTS. Still not a Resident Evil 4 fan. Sorry to hear that, bro. Okay. Resident Evil 4 and Resident Evil Village are the best in the series, man. Don't add me. I played Village. I enjoyed Village. Village was great. Yeah. 7 was great, too. Uh, Shakoy becomes a member for six months. Thank you for the recommitment, brother. Today was my 23rd birthday, and why... And what I got in this amazing night of professional wrestling. By the way, happy three months. Glad that Jesse is back and OTS for life. Shakoy, thank you so much, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, we got a super chat here by Issa, the NYC demon diva. We always love Issa. Cheers to Bad Bunny playing a wrestling villain on a Marvel spinoff. My dude is taking over the world. Heart Puerto Rico. No one asked about Bad fucking Bunny. You know, you know, Issa and I, listen, I always, I always, I always uh, Issa, uh, a ton of drinks after uh, <laughs> an un, unnamed incident that happened on uh, on Thursday evening. But uh, um, I made a bet with Issa that if Cody Rhodes ends up beating Roman Reigns for a world championship, that she owes me drinks. And if Roman beats Cody and Cody doesn't win the world championship, I have to buy her drinks for the entire evening. Ooh, man, I don't know, man. And we, we we shook hands on it, man. So it's it's signed, sealed, and delivered. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know about Vince pulling the trigger and giving it to Cody, man. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, AEW for life. Thank you, Issa. Uh, AEW for life with a UK $2 super chat. Give me Tay and Sammy versus Anna J and Jungle Boy. I mean, that would be a fantastic dynamic. You even got heat right there with Anna J and 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 Miss Ninety Nine. Listen, oh, man, oh, oh, yeah, knowing, knowing knowing Tay and Anna J, they they probably talk about it in their private time, man. Maybe you your, know? your audio got really loud for a second. Man. Who me? Yeah, like the music and everything. Yeah. Oh, oh, that was just a guitar solo coming in. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I think they they talk about it in their off time for sure. I think that would be a great match. Yeah, we need to we can we can build some heat there with Jungle Boy and Sammy and yeah. Get the right boo and cheer dynamic going on. Let's do it. Yeah, all because I'm a stickler for uh even numbers, man. We're at nine hundred and ninety-four dollars in super chats tonight. Nine hundred and ninety-five dollars. Can we get one more <laughs> six dollar super chat in here? Just no. to even it out for a thousand? Somebody, no, anybody? Don't, don't do six. No. Tell you what. Somebody donate seven and put it right over and really just fuck with his OCD. Anyway, guys, I'm about to get out of here. Uh, Jesse and I uh, enjoyed your company this evening on the AEW Dynamite post show right here on OTS. Jesse, any parting words before uh, we we jump in the Mustang, man, and get out of here? No, I think I'm about good. Again, join me, Shattown Smart on YouTube or at Shattown Smart on Twitter. Um, I'll be going to talk about the ideas for Tuesday. Uh, let's, let me get through spring breaking on NXT first. I'm still, uh, I'm still contemplating on what I want to do. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, Neb, Neb with a $2 super chat. Jesse, we need more blue shoes in the venue, please. More blue. I'm carrying the blue shoes now. What the fuck am I? I I don't know. I don't know. Why why is there blue shoe in the fucking venue, man? I don't know. The sponsors just drop off shit here. Joey Clemenza with the $7 super chat. There we go. Go, man. And Jeremy Lewis with a $10 super chat. Look at this. Over and that boy Alex with a $6 super chat. You fucking guys, man. I love you, man. Hey, JD, Jesse, glad to hear you now. Says Jeremy Lewis. I may have missed it. 
But what do you think is going to happen with the Discovery Time Warner merger? Here in a few minutes is my 36th birthday. Happy birthday, Shake ah. Shakoy. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Shakoy. Uh, listen, man, I think the uh, the merger is going to... Tony Schiavone thinks the merger is going to land an AEW streaming deal with uh, Discovery, so who knows? Yeah, I don't I don't see anything negative coming from no, it at all. No. Only only positives. All the AEW haters online, uh, AEW is not going anywhere because of the merger. So don't listen to these people. They would love it. I don't know why people want to see a company like this fail. I don't know. I mean, if you don't like it, it's fine. Great, don't watch it. But why do you want to see it fail? I, I, just, don't, I just don't get it. A lot of people would be out of business, man. Right. Anyway, guys, I appreciate everybody tonight, man. We kicked ass tonight. Thank you to uh, Real Metalhead. Thank you to uh, Osequi. Thank you to everybody that super chatted, man. You made the week for sure. Five new members tonight. Thank you guys so very much. We're uh, over 1,000 likes. Anybody that's in the chat still lingering, man, if you have not hit the thumbs up, please hit that thumbs up, man. It really helps the channel out. Alex Perez with a 199 Super Chat. Come to Vegas. The guitar daiquiri is on me. Oh, man, I wish, man. I don't think I'm going to be able to make it, but I may be doing uh, Forbidden Door, so I'll keep you guys posted on that. Guys, I will see you back tomorrow with some extra, I believe, and then Friday I'll be live from the venue for SmackDown. I need two things from me before I get out of here. Number one, I need those guitar emojis in the chat. Number two, let me see everybody in that chat with the guitar emojis. I need you to look at your stereos, man. I'm going to need that music turned up to max. Guys, I'm getting out of here, man. Thank you so very much. I'll see you back live Friday in the venue for SmackDown right here on Off The Script. I'll see you guys later. I see some tacos in the chat.